All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching or until listening to ABL Live. Thank you for being here yet again. You could be almost anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me live on the show. Thank you all for joining. You know, we got a whole lot going on. We got Biden in the White House. Unfortunately, we're going to see how this whole thing goes. You're talking about all kind of executive orders is going to sign right away. All kind of things that people want that they're not going to get. All kind of promises that he made that he will not be able to keep. We'll talk about that, of course, because that's a really big hot topic. People celebrating and don't even know why. Superstar liberals acting like they're going to be high on the hog. But you know how it goes. If there's ever a gulag, like a communist type gulag, the ones that were most in favor of the action that brought the gulag about will be the first ones to get placed in the gulag. That's how it works. Because they know too much. They're too much on the inside. So they got to go first. But I digress. We'll talk about Trump pardoning quite a few people. Um, Kwame Kilpatrick, the former mayor of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Kodak Black, a rapper. Lil Wayne, also a rapper. And also a media mogul who signed Nicki Minaj and Drake, the biggest rapper and the recording artist, period, in the world. We'll talk about the woke health secretary. CNN censorship and quite a few more things on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And again, I thank y'all for joining. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. Thank y'all again. If you enjoy what you have heard so far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give this video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Also, if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what the hold up is, but I'm going to need you to go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. Immediately, it's extremely important that you do so. Also, click the bell right there. Subscribing is free and the bell is free. And if you click that bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. If it's not working, if you're not getting your notifications, I don't know, turn it off, turn, turn it off and turn it back on again. Maybe it might work, but... Again, I thank y'all for joining. We got a whole lot going on today. There, there's a whole lot happening. And I'm going to just get straight to the um, I'm going to get straight to the inauguration and Joe Biden and whatnot. I'm going to talk about the pardons. That's a really big topic. You know, they're talking about Assange and I'm going to talk about all that. So y'all just hang tight. I'm going to just get straight to uh, creepy, sleepy Joe and the inauguration. You know, I covered it live earlier today. I wanted to see what's going on. You know, I'm not going to let the left dominate the narrative about what's happening with our country because they can watch the inauguration and people that are curious and they want to see what's happening and what's going to be the next steps in our nation. They're listening to the mainstream media. And if they're the only ones giving them anything, any kind of guidance as to what's happening, that's what they may believe. Because a lot of normies have no idea about politics. All right. I was watching this podcast that Joe Button, not Joe Biden, the president. I'm talking about Joe Button, the rapper. Big podcast, millions of followers. And one of the co-hosts said that people were marching for the Second Amendment. And the host, Joe Button, is like, what's that? <laughs> Second Amendment, what's that? You're 40 years old, millions of followers, world famous. You don't even know what Second Amendment is. You have no idea what that even means. Okay, so I guess you have missed the NRA and all these rallies and 2A and Molan Labe. I guess you've missed all of that. You have no idea what's going on. 
Now, but my point behind a little mini story, a little anecdote is to say that a lot of people just don't have the information. So I'm here to provide information about Joe Biden, about his administration, about his cabinet and about the inauguration. Now, first of all, the inauguration, the optics were crazy. You're talking about Hunger Games. Like people were saying this is kind of like the equivalent of Hunger Games. Lady Gaga came out there with this big, um, I guess it was a dove or a pigeon. Not really sure what kind of bird that was. Same bird, but I digress. Anyway, it was a bird pin on her lapel. And it's kind of hard to call it a lapel. It was like a breast pin. Not trying to be weird. I'm just saying it was pretty. It was like the size of a fitted. It was like a, a Xbox controller. It was like this right here with an olive branch on it. So, you know, how about Xbox controller with a phone? It was, a, it was like an olive branch. It was crazy. It was humongous. It looked like something you, something you would see on television, Hunger Games. That's pretty much what's going on. Matter of fact, let me see if I could pull it up right quick. And um, she had that on when she saw the national anthem. And they're talking about, oh, this is unity and we're coming together as a nation. Now, I didn't really see that too tough. Matter of fact, oh, here's a video. It's perfect. Yeah, doves are pigeons. Doves ain't nothing but white pigeons. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay. And yeah, breast pain. Once you see what I'm talking about, then you'll you'll understand. <laughs> you'll you'll totally get it. You'll be like, oh, okay, I see what he's, I see what he means. All right. So I'm gonna turn the sound off on that one because I don't want to get nobody to strike me. Oh, you you're playing the the national anthem. That's a copyright strike. But you see the size of the pin. Look at that. It's like from the center of her chest up to her neck. And over to the center, like from her armpit to the center of her chest, up to her neck, like a whole quadrant is filled up with this bird. It's humongous. It's like the size of her head. Do you see that? And I saw that. I'm like, well, what, what is going on? I guess it's like to really send an overt message, the whole olive branch thing. I guess that's what it is. You know, the the whole, the, the theme behind this inauguration was, oh, we're trying to extend the olive branch and we're trying to reach out to the other side. Well, they didn't do that during the four years of Donald Trump. Now, did they? You're, you're racist. You're hateful. The president is um, he, he's a, a fascist. Uh, all, all of that is what they said about Trump and Trump supporters. I didn't mean called so many N words and Uncle Tom's and Coons by white liberals. People look just like Lady Gaga didn't call me that. But now all of a sudden that Joe Biden's in there. Oh, no, nah, we want to be friends. We want to be cool. All right. All right. Whatever. Let's not be so fake. Politics can be really phony, but I digress. The whole point is that the bird was humongous. All right. And it looked like something from the Hunger Games. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find the comparison that I saw with Lady Gaga and the Hunger Games. <laughs> somebody. OK, now somebody, I guess they did this right here. So you guys that know about that, I guess you would know kind of what this is right here, you know. All right. So that's that's kind of what's going on. That's 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 the general idea behind the whole situation. All right. And. um, So, yeah, that was really weird. The whole thing was weird. You had twenty six thousand troops, too many people unnecessary. If you have a fence around the perimeter, if you have the if you're monitoring the airspace and the ground, why do you need twenty six thousand troops? Why? For what? It looked like something you would see in North Korea or China or somewhere somewhere like that. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's go North Korea, Kim Jong-un parade. 
And uh, here we go. Perfect. 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 This, this is the perfect image right here. Okay, let me pull that up right quick so you guys can see it. This is what it looked like. This this is a real picture, by the way. I mean, they're they're totally in sync. It, it looks it looks really good just just from them being in sync. But this is what you call a dictatorship. You know, not what they say a democracy. They kept saying democracy, democracy. We're not a democracy. We are a republic, not a democracy, constitutional republic. But they keep saying democracy, democracy. But I can't tell. It looks like a single party dictatorship. That's kind of what's going on. All right. That's that's kind of the way. That's the vibes that I was getting all throughout. And there was also a young lady that did some slam poetry. I forget what the lady's name was. Uh, young, young black lady. And her outfit was giving me a lot of North Korea vibes as well. You know, a lot, a lot of that commie type stuff. So you saw the picture right there of Korea and of the parade and whatnot. That might have been Kim Il Sung, matter of fact. That's kind of a, it might be an old picture, but same same thing goes. You know, Kim Jong Un, Kim Il Sung, same thing. Ain't no difference. All right. But um, let me see. Poetry inauguration and okay. Here here's a picture I wanted to show you guys. So that right there. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just tripping. I don't really know. But I'm I'm just getting some commie type vibes. You know, the 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 yellow and the red. Is it just it's just a color choice? You know, am I tripping? It's just a pea coat happens to be yellow and you got a red uh bandana slash hair tie slash hair ornament slash not really sure what that is. Maybe it's just me, but that's just kinda the vibe I was getting, not just from what she was wearing, but from the overall theme of the inauguration. A lot of unsettling imagery. I put it to you like that. But all in the name of unity, and we wanted to come together as one. Yeah, I might have called you an Uncle Tom or a Coon or a Sellout or a Shoe Sign or a Bootlicker or something like that for supporting Trump and for voting for Trump. And I might have said that every Trump voter, all 75 plus million of you were just, you're, you're backwater, you're uneducated, you're too dumb to understand what you're doing. I may have said that like two days ago, but now I extended my hand and I give an olive branch. I, I extend an olive branch to you so we're able to come together as one. That's the kind of the, the sentiment that I was getting from this. And also the commie vibes like, hey, this is going to be one government. You know, you see people like George W. there at the inauguration. You know, you could be at the inauguration and not necessarily be part of them. But George W. was most certainly part of them. George W. ain't no different than Slick Willie and... Uh, Barack Obama. It's the same thing. It was a continuation from 92 to 2000, 2008. And then here comes Trump. That's why they hated him so much, because he was like a bull in the China shop, just wrecking stuff. It's like, wait a minute. We had Hillary Clinton. It, it was all, all all everything was on Hillary Clinton. We're going to make her be the next person. And then we're going to have the one party system, at least on the federal level. That's what they wanted to do. And it didn't work because here comes Trump. And it, it took an effort, a monumental effort from all sides. It took it took a a, a worldwide human disaster of uh, the left and the right, millions of dollars, all kind of underhand deals. It took all of that to get Trump out of office. Okay, it, it was a monumental effort. Okay, that is the reality of the whole situation, period. If it were not for the virus, I think we still have President Trump. 
but there were so many things that the mail-in ballots, it was so many things that the, the virus did. It was just hard to overcome. And also the migration patterns of citizens, not even illegal aliens. That's going to be a problem coming up because uh, Biden's talking about making, quote unquote, 11 million undocumented, quote unquote, undocumented people, uh, you know, citizens giving them amnesty. But the reality is that we know it's more than 11 million. It's closer to 30 million, probably more than that, between 30 and 40 million people that are here illegally. And since he said that, he put it out to the world. What's going to prevent people from coming over the border in mass, just rushing the border? It's a caravan coming right now from Honduras, right? Right now, they're on the way. Now, I heard that um, somebody from the administration, the current administration is saying, oh, well, you're not going to be able to be citizens right away. Well, it doesn't even really matter if they're able to come into the country. And if you do the whole thing about catch and release, where you get caught at the border and then you say, hey, I got family in Milwaukee, I got family in New York or whatever. They give you a free plane ride out there and you say, OK, I, I, we got you out here with your family. Now you got to come to court to discuss your immigration status. And they never show up to court. Some may go to court, but Trump famously said, and I was just dying laughing when he said it. He was like, only those with the lowest IQ ever show up to court because why show up? Just be in the shadows. What's the point? You go to certain states that give you in-state tuition as an illegal alien, not even just as a non-citizen. That's a different story. You could be a non-citizen, but be in the country legally. If you're on a green card or a work visa or whatever the case may be, you're talking about straight illegal aliens with no papers or nothing. No green card, no visa. No, no uh, student exchange program, nothing. You're just here, just doing whatever you want to do, right? Ain't speaking no English, just chilling. In-state tuition, right? So what's the point in going to court when you're going to get treated like a king or a queen when you're coming over here illegally? And the objective is, if you're listening, black folks, is to replace you. It's to replace any underperforming person in society, and then they want to have these people come into areas that are mostly black to fix them up and to change it all right and also people that are going to be more loyal to the democratic party they feel like the black vote is kind of slipping and a couple of different ways the first way is turnout because you can have 80 percent 90 percent of the black vote go to the democratic party but if the turnout is low and the population is not really growing it's stagnant because of abortion and the high homicide rate, the high crime rate, and then incarceration. If it's not really advancing, then it's like, all right, we got to replace this block. It's not really productive, and they're not really trying to vote for us. We, and let's just replace them with the Hispanic and or illegal alien because they're going to vote more Democratic because we're the ones who got them into the country to begin with. Although some may not vote Democratic, it doesn't matter because we feel like the majority of them are we get 30 million of them, we'll never lose. That's the whole objective. It's not even really to be compassionate about them. It's about maintaining permanent control, at least on the federal level, maybe even a local level. That is the objective. All right. Now, we can fight against it by not letting people like uh, your Joes and whatnot get into office anywhere else in the country. But that's all we can do. That is all we can do. All right. And also, we need to have a focus going forward. People are saying, what did we do now? Have a focus going forward on your local elections. I preach it every time I get a chance. Local elections matter. Your federal, they can only do so much. All right. One of the executive orders that Biden wants to put in place is a mask mandate. 
you can only do a mask mandate on a federal level, like federal, like Capitol building, any kind of federal place you can do that, not on a local level. So you're living in Chicago, Biden cannot enforce or enact a mask mandate for you. Well, that's kind of a bad example. It's kind of already like that. But anywhereville, USA, he cannot do that to you in your town. He can only do it in a federally controlled area or place, not in your particular city, state, town. You can't do it. So your local vote really matters for sure. People say that they don't have uh, faith in the elections. Well, you got to have some faith in the elections. And at a certain point, if you're living in a small area or a regular sized area, chances are you might know people that are actually administering the, these these things. You can volunteer at certain places. You know, my dad, what he was doing was um, he was a poll watcher. He would also volunteer at the poll places to help people vote. So he'd be able to see what's going on. You can do the same thing. You know, my dad was just a volunteer in Norfolk, Virginia. He just go down, say, hey, I want to be a volunteer and do it. Usually when you go down to these places, it's like a lot of elderly people. I just want to, you know, help out, have something to do. It's them there. So why can't you do it? I can do it. You can do it. Anybody can do it. That has to be your, your next goal is to focus on your local. Federal is important as well, but local is most important, especially going forward as you're going to get a lot of weird things that come from the federal government. You don't want the federal government to just influence and determine your local elections because people aren't going out there and voting at all. It is letting those that, you know, want to see things go a weird way, vote, and while you sit back and do nothing. So that's the main thing that I would say, for sure. Mighty Mouse always works the elections. Then, hey, that's what I'm talking about. God bless you. You're doing the right thing. All right, live. They're coming from Norfolk. Shout out to Norfolk. Yes, indeed. Yep, yep. Right there by, um, what's the name of that place? Uh, right there in Kentsville by military. Yep. All right. So what else we got going on? Oh, yeah. So the inauguration, a lot of weird vibes. Biden only spoke for about 10 to 15 minutes. It was not a very long speech. Uh, it was a negative speech. Like, you know what? The whole thing had funeral vibes. It wasn't really joyous or festive. First of all, people had masks on, so you couldn't really see anybody's facial expressions. That was really weird. Normally, you ever see people smiling. You know, you might see a little bit of crying or something like that. You just kind of saw blank stares. Indoor people just looking kind of sad, not really moving a lot. I know it was cold. Bernie set his head on the big oven mitts, trying to keep himself warm. I get, I know that it was cold, but at a certain point, it's like, all right, where is the enthusiasm? Where is the excitement? Where is the positivity from the audience, from people that are watching? It was just like a funeral. It was pretty sad. Then they played Amazing Grace. It's like, all right, <laughs> did somebody die? Like, what's really happening here? It, the the vibe was like a funeral. Uh, the the slick preacher man with his S curl came out at towards the end. The black preacher. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know how you're going to be a preacher supporting liberal politics. How are you going to be a preacher talking about abortion is okay and all this LGBTQ, ABCDFG stuff is okay? I'm not really sure how that really goes with the Bible. It, it, it totally goes against what's in the book that you read. You know, if, if you're going to have that faith, then make sure that we are subscribing to the, to the tenets of it and not just doing whatever you want to do. People are getting turned off from the church because people aren't really you know, abiding by the tenants. That's that's a real thing. All right. 
Yeah, and you know what? What else is funny about the inauguration? I get I get a lot of uh, trolls on Twitter, a lot of liberal trolls talking about cry harder, cope harder. It's like it ain't that deep for me. It ain't really that deep. It's like, of course, you want your guy to win, but if that's not happening, then what else are you gonna do? I'm not gonna sit here and cry. Like, move on with your life. Keep keep going forward. Don't put the foot on. Don't take a foot off the gas. You know, make sure that you are focused on your local elections, midterm elections, 2024. This is going to be a never ending thing. It's never going to be, okay, here's this thing that happens. I don't like it. I'm going to just stop. That's never going to be the case. That's what they want us to do on the left. They want us to just stop and be demoralized because it makes it easier for them to push forward and do whatever they want. But we're not going to have that happen. All right. We're not going to have drag queen story time taught in front of four or five year old little kids in public school. We're just not going to have it. We're going to put it into this stuff and it's going to happen on a local level first and then a national level. That's where it's got to be. It can't just be about one person in office. It's got to be about everybody in office. If you have the power to vote for someone locally, federally, then do it. I don't care. Like I said before, vote all the time. It could be for dog catcher all the way up to the president. Vote for both of those positions and everything in between whenever you can. All right. Hey, ain't no, ain't no point in crying, crying over spilled milk, because guess what? Clean the milk up, keep going. Ain't no point in crying over it. It ain't going to prevent it from being spilled. It's already spilled. What you going to do? You got to move on. Move forward and, and, and do things that are just the proper way to go about it. That's it. All right. So what else we got? Oh, yeah. And then, so Biden has a few executive orders. He wants to be back in the Paris Climate Accord. I don't really know why. Because the Paris Climate Accord is not even really a binding agreement. So what's the point? I mean, the Paris Climate Accord is like a set of suggestions. I think China signed it. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. Maybe China and India. Let's just say China and India did sign it. I'm going to give you both ways. Maybe they did sign it. Maybe they didn't. What if China and India did sign the Paris Climate Accord? Are they doing anything to adhere to the Paris Climate Accord? The majority of pollution comes from China and India in the world. Uh, they said that, what, like 80 to 90% of ocean pollution comes from, I think, 10 rivers in the world, just 10 rivers, eight in Asia and two in Africa, just 10 rivers, 80% of the ocean's pollution. All right. And when I say Asia, I pretty much mean China. <laughs> okay. 10 rivers, two in Africa, the Nile, of course, and there's one more, I forget what it was. So we're talking about pollution and, and the oceans and carbon emission and that type of stuff. What are we talking about? We're talking about mining for rare earth minerals, cobalt, zinc, etc. That comes from, you know, Africa, from China, other parts of the world. And, and the reality is that rare earth stuff that is on your cell phone and other electronics, China has a market on that. Um, coltan, a lot of that stuff is mined. In China, I mean, pardon me, in Africa by Chinese because they got the market on it. So a lot of your pollution and environmental destruction is not even happening over here. It's happening in other parts of the world. Whenever there's a law that gets passed over here that reduces carbon emission or anything dealing with the environment to where we can't produce certain things over here. Because the, the end result is this. If there is a, a law or some kind of restriction that's passed if it prevents us from being able to do a thing, like as far as produce something, we just send it overseas and they do it. So the exact same pollution 
goes into the exact same atmosphere that we all share on planet Earth. What's the point in doing that? It doesn't make any sense. Now, I can understand if you had smog filled L.A. back in the day and you want to clean it up. OK, I got it. But where in the country do we have smog still? OK, and L.A. is just congested. L.A. County, what, 10 million people. It's too many people. That's just the bottom line about that. But L.A. is not even like that anymore. Not the way it was. New York, same thing. Chicago, uh, Cleveland, same thing. So what are we doing right now? The Paris climbing the court, not even binding. If China and India signed it, they're not abiding by it. They're still polluting. Most of the carbon emission coming from there, they're still using coal mostly, not even using petroleum. They got a lot of solar panels because they don't have access to petroleum. All they really have is a solar panel and, and, and coal with a little bit of petroleum to fuel their extremely large country, 1.3 billion people. <clears throat> if they had access to petroleum from Iran and Russia and stuff like that, more than what they do, then they would not need to resort to solar panels or coal for that matter. But anyway, if they didn't sign it, then why not? Most of the pollution coming from there, most of the carbon emission, ocean pollution, all of that is coming from there. So why don't they sign it if they have not signed it? So it's just dumb. The Paris Climate Accord is a set of things that we're going to do to make us be that much worse as far as our world standing and our ability to produce things. All we're going to do is just offshore more pollution to China, India, etc. That's how it works. All right. So what else we got going on? Okay. It says U.S. number two in CO2 emissions. I mean, what, as far as how much we emit, we're like the second highest, even above India. I don't think so. The U.S. is number two in CO2 emissions ahead of India or China. There's no way. India has 1.3 billion people. China has right around the same amount, 1.3 billion people. We got about 325 million. The numbers don't even add up. It don't make no sense. And the production is not even really happening here. It's happening over there. The the CO2 emission is not even coming from the cars and the cows farting over here. It's coming from all of what is happening over in China and India. They're the, the one and two biggest. If we're number three, that makes sense because of population. But as far as number two, it's impossible because of the numbers. It don't add up. All right. Let me see. Thank you all for being here. I definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video, share the video. And also, if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that and click the bell if you've not done so. So you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. OK. China's number one with 10 gigatons. U.S. is five gigatons. Makes sense to me. Definitely makes sense to me. <laughs> D-Nice says YouTube's going to cut ABL off soon. Doesn't think so. I mean... People been saying that for five years now. <laughs> they've been saying that. They've been saying that since 2000. Matter of fact, for six years, since 2015. Oh, they're going to cut you off, man. You're saying too much. I've been hearing that. It is always that same thing. I don't live my life in fear. So it is what it is. I'm going to just keep doing what I do. And I'm going to be fine regardless as far as, you know, being able to get my voice out there. But I'm not really worried about that. You know what I mean? Because that's been a constant thing that's always been said. So if I've not worried about it, for the past few years, people have been saying that why, they worried, why should I be worried about it right now? If they do it, they do it, but I'm not really worried about it. All right. So let's talk, let's talk about the pardons right quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. So I cannot pronounce your name. Um, 
863 NT, you know the rest, says Lil Wayne and Kodak Black get pardons, but Assange and Snowden get to rough it. Um, I guess roughed it or roughed. <laughs> Let that sink in. All right. So here's my question to the chat. And this is not a rhetorical question. I want you guys to answer. It's not, it's not rhetorical. I want you guys to answer for real. Can Trump pardon a person that's not been convicted? One more time. Can Trump pardon someone who has not been convicted of a crime? That's my question. Because as far as I know, Assange and Snowden are like technically on the run. They're not even in the country. They're somewhere else. And they don't want to come back here because they know if they come back here, they would get arrested and then charged and they probably go to the penitentiary. But as it stands right now, they're on the run. They've not been convicted of a crime. If they're convicted, they will be in custody, right? Lil Wayne got convicted. Well, he played guilty, so he got convicted to the to the whole gun thing. He was going to be sentenced, I think, next week. Kodak Black was already in the penitentiary. Kwame Kilpatrick, already in the penitentiary. Harry Yo, already in the penitentiary. So if they've not been convicted, how can they get a pardon? I don't know how that really works. You see what I'm saying? Now, if Julian Assange was in Colorado, correctional or whatever, that'd be something different, but that's not what happened. So how do you pardon them without, without a conviction? And, in, and not even here in the States. And then beyond that, talk about this. I think Assange is in UK and they're not going to, extradite him to the u.s so how can you if you can't even get him away from a different country to come back here have a trial number one he's got to have a trial then get convicted how can trump pardon him without that whole process happening if the uk won't even do step one how are you going to have step two and three and then four which is the pardon y'all tell me I think people were saying that he should pardon them, but without understanding how the process works. But you guys let me know how that really works. How, okay, drop the charges. What charges? Are there any charges that have been filed? Has, has he been arrested? Okay, how does it work? Can I charge you without, like, is there, is there a warrant? How does it really work? If you've not been arrested, can I charge you? I don't know how that really works. But... That's a goalpost moving to say drop the charges because is it giving them a pardon or drop the charge? Which one are we talking about? Get out of jail free card. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't think so because what if you give him a get out of jail free card and then he goes and, I don't know, robs a bank or something stupid like that. And he says, oh, no, nah, I got a get out of jail free card. Trump told me I could. But that's not what it's supposed to be for. It's supposed to be for what you did and, you know, the intelligence gathering. Nah, nah, nah. I got to get a jail free card. I'm good money. So I'm going to just use that for this. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but I'm just trying to say that, you know, I don't think that is what that should be. All right. So if you guys have a different viewpoint than me on the whole Assange and uh, Snowden thing, let me know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, my thought process was if they have not been convicted of a crime, he cannot pardon them. That's all. That's it. Like I said, Kwame Kilpatrick, independent penitentiary. Kodak Black, independent penitentiary. Lil Wayne in the federal facility going to the penitentiary. So they're all they were all in custody. Harry Yo, same thing. A lot of guys are already in jail, so you have to give them a pardon or a commutation 
or clemency so they get released. I think the only one who didn't get a pardon who was actually in jail, that expected one was Joe Exotic. He, he ran in a limo for his release and he didn't get out. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, what, what you going to do, man? It didn't work out too well. All right. So thank you to Ian who says, super chat right here. Julian Assange is currently being held in the HM prison, Belmarsh in the UK. He was arrested in April 2019 by UK police from the embassy of Ecuador in London. So exactly. So if Assange is in um, prison in UK, how can Trump pardon him? Wouldn't it be up to people in UK to do that? So he got to go through a few different steps for Trump to be effective. He's in a UK prison. So UK's got to let him go. Pardon him or commute him or whatever. Let him go from UK. Send him back to the US, which means extradite. They said they're not going to do that, but they got to let him go from prison, extradite him. Then he's got to get arrested, go through a trial, then get convicted. And then step six, Trump can pardon him. Like I said, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. I love to be wrong, but I think that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. So Joe, Joe is excited, man. It's so unfortunate. He thought he was going to get out. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's all bad. Yeah, poor, poor Joe excited. Now, who I want to see in the penitentiary? You already know, your, your man Hunter, with the book of sugar, all that good stuff. He might go. He might get sent up. He definitely might get sent up. And if he gets sent up, it's to protect Joe, period. I mean, the stuff on the laptop, all of that, that's enough right there to get him sent to the Hootsgoo. But because his dad's going to be the president, that's not going to happen. You're not going to send the president's son to the penitentiary while you're the president. It just ain't really going to, that ain't, the president's son's not going to go to the penitentiary. Although he should, it just ain't going to happen. All right. So thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. All right. Now, where is um Snowden at? Is Snowden in Australia? Where is he at right now? So they're saying Assange is in UK. Where is uh, Edward Snowden? Assange, is he a US citizen? Yeah, that's a good question. I think Assange is from Australia, ain't he? And Snowden is an American. So Assange is an Australian and... If he's an Australian citizen, then him being in the UK makes sense. That's still a Commonwealth of Nations. So it's like all the same thing. Canada, Australia, UK is all the same thing, right? So we're kind of like not even in their jurisdiction to even be dealing with that. That's like the, the crown, the queen of England, all that kind of stuff. We're not even in that jurisdiction. Unfortunately, that's that's above our pay grade, really. That's, that's their business, the Commonwealth of Nations, dealing with the crown and all that good stuff. And the monarchy, all that, you know. Oh, he's in Russia. Okay, that's right. He is in Russia. That's right. So you're going to get him to get sent from Russia, <laughs> from Russia to the U.S. Then you got to go through a trial, get convicted, and then get a pardon. That's a lot of different steps that has not happened. All right. So let's get to the, the next one here. Shout out to the woke health secretary. What's her name? Rachel. Levine, um, <laughs> so Rachel Levine, we all know how Rachel Levine looks. You're talking about Danny DeVito and Batman. Uh, what's the name? Oscar Cobblepot, whatever you want to call him. Uh, who else? Uh, 
Beetlejuice plus about 100 pounds, Humpty Dumpty, all that good stuff, right? This person is now the assistant health secretary in Joe Biden's administration in the cabinet. And their distinction is the first transgender federal official confirmed by the Senate. That's their uh, that's their whole little tagline right there, straight from the news media. I didn't make it up. Don't nobody try to report me and say, oh, he said trans. I'm talking about what the media said. They said it themselves. It's not me that said it. Matter of fact, I put it up on the screen just so people can know what I'm talking about. And they take it straight from me. Don't just, you know, take my word for it. You can see it for yourself. Matter of fact, hold on. If I can find it, that'd be great. Uh, oh, there we go. Boom. Here we go. This is from NBC 10 Philadelphia on Twitter. This is a blue check verified account. And you see the lovely lady right there. Um, what's, what's her name? Rachel Levine. It says breaking. President-elect Joe Biden has tapped Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine to be his assistant secretary of health, leaving her poised to become the first transgender federal official to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. I did not make it up. It's right there on the screen in black and white, right in front of your very eyes. All right. And like I said, before I get to their qualifications to be the in this position, they're playing the... Um, Identity Olympics. Everything is about the identity. I identify as a reindeer. No, I identify as a bobcat. No, I identify as a warm summer day. No, I identify as a genie in the bottle. Let me out. Christina Aguilera. You know what I'm saying? I identify as an old pair of shoes in the mud after a hard day's work. You're going to keep identifying as more and more and more and more things just to try and win the Identity Olympics. That's the whole thing. It started with the first black this, the first black that, then the first woman this, the first woman that. Then it became black woman. That was a hot thing for a minute. Now it's whatever you want to identify as because ain't all, all bets are off. All bets are off. You could be a human being with regular chromosomes but identify as an idea, as a thought process, as a fictional character. And if you say that the person is not that fictional character or that idea that you're a racist you're a transphobe you're a binary phobe or whatever kind of obic ober is they want to come up with all right this person and others in the cabinet as well just want to kind of fit into this whole identity olympics trying to one up each other about their particular condition okay i got a hump back i got a club foot i got wings on my back that sprout when i get angry all that good stuff now aside from all of the identity olympic stuff they also were the health secretary in Pennsylvania. And when they're in Pennsylvania, they did not do a very good job during the scandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Um, this person had a policy that says if you have the virus and you're kind of healthy, you're kind of stable, then you can go back into a nursing home. All right. And as a result, of course, people died because if you put people that got the virus into a nursing home, it's going to be an issue, all right? It's, it's, it's going to be an issue. And before she did that, she took her own mother out of the nursing home. So it was like, all right, what are we even doing here? You're taking your mom out of the nursing home and putting others in there. 
So you knew that it was dangerous. You knew that it would be a problem, but you did it regardless of what. Right? So what's really happening? Not a very good person to be in the federal government. And I'm sure there was others that had experience as health secretaries or whatever, but you wouldn't have put them in there all because of the identity Olympics. Well, look at their track record and see what they did. Okay, I don't want somebody in my cabinet in the federal government that did something so dumb, like put virus patients in a nursing home talking about, oh, they're stable. Stable? They still got that virus. And took her own mom out at the same time, right before that. So you knew it was dangerous, but you still did it anyway. And then the excuse was, well, my mom wasn't in a nursing home. It was like some other kind of assisted facility. And, you know, I did not have control over those facilities. It's like, oh, okay. So where you did not have control, you took action yourself to take your mom out. But where you did have control, you had the policy to bring virus patients in. So forget others, moms, dads, cousins, brothers, sisters, uncles, nieces, nephews, forget them. But my mom, 95 years old, I'm going to protect her. That's pretty much how they do on the left. Do as I say, never as I do. All right. That's how that goes. But I'll move on. Um, you know what? And, and the reason why I say she and all that kind of stuff, I get I get confused into all the all the stuff, man. I get confused. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to call these people. I, I just say whatever comes to my mind so I don't get myself wrapped up and confused and discombobulated. That's pretty much how I operate with that. All righty. But we got a whole lot going on here. You guys are the best. I could not ask for more. So who's going to be the next person that comes into the cabinet? I think he's pretty much got the cabinet on lock. There was somebody else that was uh, a cabinet pick. I think they were a native person. And they their, their tagline was the first native woman. I can't even remember all of them. I think first native woman in a federal cabinet position. And and this, it, the, the the titles and the honorifics are so long, I can't keep up. It's to the point where I don't care, which is generally how I felt from the beginning, so it don't even matter. All right. So what else we got going on? Oh, CNN censorship. So CNN, live on camera, one of their uh, the commentators, a.k.a. contractors to go out there and say everything that Brian Seltzer can't say himself directly because they would say that it's CNN that did it, not the guy that was on there giving his opinion. But anyway, this guy got on CNN and said that um, we got to do something about all these conservative influencers. You know, they're, they're just kind of getting in the way. Uh, some of these guys on YouTube have more views than daytime CNN. And when he said that, it was his trigger right away. It was a straight dog whistle. I knew you were talking about Mark Dice because Mark Dice had said that before. He said that he has more viewers in daytime CNN on a video. So I know that this guy watches Mark Dice or is familiar with him. So if you're trying to attack Mark Dice, you want to attack Brennan Tatum. You want to attack me. You want to attack other guys on the YouTube's have some kind of following and may get more views in daytime CNN or may be able to compete with daytime CNN or whatever. Whether it be daytime, nighttime, evening, noon, CNN, MS-13, DNC, Fox even, they don't want to have our voices, the alternative voices, because they know if they control the conversation, they can steer people to the left and keep them there rather than giving them real information. I was watching one of these shows today. It was a clip from the show. I didn't see the show in full. But um, Nicole Wallace from 
uh, what's it, MSNBC, one of these places. And by the way, before I even get into what she said, this is the same person that um, scolded us for being in the White House talking about, oh, this, this is they're, they're rambunctious and they're in the East Room. Presidents are lying in the state. How dare they do that? It was a Trump rally. It's like, what's the problem? Why are you even mad? This, this is a White House event. It's a private event. Why are you mad? Why speak that way against us? Because we're Trump supporters and we're black and you hate it. It was a Blexit event. And the way they talked was despicable. And then they had, thank you for the tea. And then they had, um, who else? Who was that? Um, I forget who that was. Jason somebody. One of these liberal, black liberal guys. He got on there and was totally disrespectful to all of us. Saying or they're self-hating, they hate themselves, they don't know what's going on, all this, that, and the third. And then they had, what's the name? Silent Al Sharpton, the FBI snitch Al Sharpton. He got on there and said the same thing. So you go from admonishing conservatives on your platform unnecessarily, aside from just being the quote-unquote truth and bringing real news, you're talking about their self-hating. You don't know me. You don't know what's going on with me. But you want to say that and then pass it off as real news. But I move on. Anyway, she's saying, hey, we got to find a way to just um, tighten up on this, this false news, on this false information, because they're putting out so much false stuff and they're not really serious. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You want to tell me about being serious and false news and what's true and what's not true? The same person that had people on their show talking about, I am a self-hater and I don't know my daddy. I don't know what's going on. Don't even know me. I saw that guy that said that too at Politicon. He didn't say a word to me. I looked straight in the face. He just, he just walked right by. You know, they're not going to say anything to you. They won't even ask you a question about why you vote for Trump. They make assumptions about you, get on TV and say it, and then say that you are the one pushing fake news. So that's kind of what is going on with CNN. But that's what they do on the left. Do as I say, never as I do. I want you to be 100% news-based, no opinion, no racism or nothing like that. Although we do that more than they do, they tell us to do it. You see how that works? We give the actual true information more than they do. They give more opinion and yellow journalism and fake news, but they want to tell us to do what they can't do. Interesting how that works. Oh, yeah, they want to attack Tim Pool as well. I saw somebody said Tim Pool. Yeah, they want to get Tim Pool off of there. They want to get anyone off that has... A competing voice, someone that can bring about different information than what they bring, because a lot of what they bring is like halfway true, halfway false. They'll report on a true story and the way they report on it, especially on television, it's, it's in a false manner. And I'm seeing more and more op-eds pop up on so-called mainstream media news sources, giving their two cents in their opinion, talking about oh, I'm all about news and 100 percent news, 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 straightforward news It's BS. Yeah, Crowder's not banned. You, you can't even ban Crowder anyway because he got his own platform. The Mug Club, he got, he's on, um, what's that, CRTV. How are you going to ban somebody that got their own platform? You know, that's why I always say guys got to have their own website and everything else. They'll be able to get back rocking and rolling. All right. And Crowder was smart by doing that because he is not totally relying upon YouTube from what I know. He can, he, he has YouTube. That's important. Cause it's the biggest, you know, video platform on the internet, period. But he still has CRTV. He still has his other means of being able to get his voice out there. Alex Jones, same way. He has his own website, Infowars.com, of course, Band.Video. He's still able to have a voice. 
And I think as we push forward, you're going to see the rise of more and more alternative news sources, alternative media platforms, social media. You're going to have more and more of that as time progresses, for sure. All right. Well, thank you all again for being here. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best audience on the Internet. Andrew says, does Kodak get out tonight or what? I don't know when anybody gets out. I guess it's up to the individual penitentiary where they are, whether they get out tonight, whether they're already out. I don't really know how that works. I guess it would depend on where they actually are locked up. That's that's really what it means. I think Crowder is on break. That's all. Yeah, Crowder's cool with me. I don't got no problem with Crowder. Shout out to him. Shout, shout out to all the guys that's out there doing their thing. You know? So, we got a few super chats from Marie, and then I'm going to get to the calls. John Miller, I'm not really sure. I think his show is not there anymore. I forget where that show was. might have been CRCV, but I guess the show was not online. But I still see him. He still got a presence on the internet. I still see him on Twitter and stuff like that doing his thing. But I don't know about his show, if he has a show or whatever anymore. But, you know, I think what Crowder is doing is perfect thing. He does not have all his eggs in one basket. He has a CRTV thing, but... If for some reason he was to split from CRTV, it's not going to crush him because he still has his own thing, the Mug Club. And then if that is a problem, he still has YouTube and he still has social media. He's still he's everywhere. That's what you got to be. That's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be everywhere. I can do television with no problem. I'll take my polo and exchange it for a white shirt, put on a tie, take the hat off. Now I'm looking like I'm about to go straight to a boardroom meeting. To, to, I, I can put on the suit, tie. Now I'm on camera talking about world politics on RT or whatever it is. Then I got my own website. Then I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, wherever I need to be, I'm there. I'm everywhere. And I'm in a variety of different places, not just where you expect me to be. That's how you got to really keep yourself relevant. And I don't want to say cancel proof, but less likely to fade away if one avenue is cut off. That's kind of what's going on. All righty. So, Super Chat's on deck, and then I may get to the calls in about 10 minutes or so. And thank you for becoming a member of the ABO squad, Joe Mama. Great name, by the way. Where is Sam Tripoli? I don't know who that is. Um, I guess some guys, you know, sometimes they, they're, um, they're here and they're gone. They could be taking a break, but I don't really know. That's a good question. Okay, Super Chats, let's get to those. Thank you to Apu with quite a few Super Chats. I'm going to read all the Super Chats he put up. He says, um, let me see, I'd like to congratulate Joe Biden on his win as well as Lance Armstrong on a Tour de France win, Lori Laughlin's daughter and USC, and Millie Vanilli on their Grammy, hilarious. Uh, he also says, Mayor Bowser wanted machine guns for security. Yes, that's correct. So, if you guys don't know, Mario Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C., wanted crew-served machine guns, um, allegedly, according to John Roberts from Fox, she wanted crew-served machine guns for the inauguration. Now, I'll put it up right here on the screen. That is what she was talking about, crew-served machine guns. It's like, really, ma'am? <laughs> crew-served? You're acting like it's like the walking dead, all right? There was no need for anything like that. The 
the one person that got shot got hit one time with a nine millimeter. That's all. I, that's all I really. I mean, you don't need something like this for civilians. But this ain't. This ain't Afghanistan. This ain't. We're not fighting with tanks and RPGs and sniper rifles. We're not even doing that. All right. This is not that kind of party. Anybody got IEDs or nothing like that, or just stop it. But that's kind of what that. That's the general. The the lack of. You know, people that people that want stuff like this at the same time say, "Let's give an olive branch and we are we are the world." All this, that, and the third nonsense stuff. All right. Now let's get back to it here. He also says, "Will Kamala Harris get support from African Americans?" Yes, of course. Some people are, but some people aren't. It's going to be kind of a divide, but she will get more support than, um. Anybody in the Trump camp did from the black community, unfortunately. That could change in the future, but for right now, that's what it is. People are really celebrating there, talking about it's a moment in history. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me see. Apu says, ABO Patriots make a new medical party take over the GOP. Easier said than done. I'll leave it at that. He also says, well, people wake up to see the hypocrisy of Democrats and President Trump has an accomplishment and worst failure. Um, best accomplishment was waking a lot of people up to what's going on in the country. People that were politically ignorant, had no idea what's happening. He shook the establishment to their core and revealed a lot. And people now understand the way things work in a more intimate way. And it's a double-edged sword, though, because it's both sides that feel the same way. And now both sides are more emboldened to, you know, fight for their side. But I'm glad people are more informed than they were before. All right. Now, the worst failure, I guess, is um, if you could if you could call it a failure. I'm not really sure I would call it a failure not doing two terms. I'm not sure that's his fault, though, but I guess that would be a failure not doing two terms. But I don't think it's his fault. Shout out to Yeet, who says <laughs> a health secretary that's confused about his gender. Exactly. Stacy says, do you think President Trump might not run again in 2024 because his youngest son, Barron, will be 18 years old then and a left and the Democrats will pick on him without mercy? That's a good question. Um, I think that uh, he would run again if he felt like a, if, he, if he was up to it, if he felt good and he's still healthy, he'd probably run again, but he might not. It all depends on what's going on at that particular point in time. It, it all really depends. Thank you to this week of Civil War history who says, Anybody remember when Madonna said she would blow up the White House? I do remember that. You know, she got a Secret Service visit and all of that from that particular situation. They get to Bear Bait, who says, I hope they do not touch that big, beautiful southern border wall. Wouldn't letting all those immigrants in be a huge COVID risk so much for safety. You know, the, the virus, I'm not, I don't even care about that no more because I saw this big caravan coming just the other day from Honduras and they're not really wearing masks. They're not social distancing. And I was watching, I think it might have been just a, a regular news channel. It wasn't even, it might have been local news. And they were saying that a lot of these guys have the virus actively and no vaccine or nothing is coming over here with it. And if they're not distancing and they're not wearing masks, really, they're going to be spreading it. And they're coming straight to the southern border and they're going to get let in. And they get put on a plane with the virus. What you think is going to happen? All right. And then. They were at the inauguration. They got masks on, but and the no distancing going on. Everybody shaking hands and hugging and greeting and all this and that with 200 people, 
thousand people. A lot of people were there, even though you did not have the usual crowd that's at that inauguration. There were still quite a few people there, and they were all up on each other. All the so-called dignitaries, the former presidents, and all this and that. They were all together. So I don't want to hear nothing about the virus and distancing and super stuff like that. I don't want to hear it no more. I'm, I'm just, I'm over it at this particular point in time. They don't care about it, although they say that we got to care about it. I don't like being treated like I'm, a, like I'm a peon or a peasant. If you can do it, Barack Obama, Big Mike, I mean, Michelle Obama, and everybody else, if you can do it, then I can too. I don't want to hear nothing else, but I digress. Thank you to Aloli who says, it's my birthday today. Best of luck with your vids. Happy birthday to you. Uh, you know, I don't want to ask your age. I don't want to be impolite, but enjoy your birthday. And thank you for watching. And thank you for giving me a gift on your birthday. All right. Let me see. Uh, Civil War History says, what do you think about the woman from Georgia doing articles of impeachment towards Biden? It's, it's a nice gesture, but it would go nowhere. She's making a good point about, okay, if you just want to keep following the impeachments over and over, then let's do it. Let's keep doing that just because we feel like the person in office we don't like. That's the point she's trying to prove. Aside from that, it won't actually go anywhere. But it's a very good point. Um, Leo says, did you get a chance to see the first press briefing about an hour ago? No, I didn't see that. I, I did not see that, but I did hear about it. I think they got, what, Jen Psaki doing the press briefings? I had to go check it out after this is over with. Uh, tune in dropout says the Washington establishment has reasserted its ugly head. We need a third party and it's going to take people from the left and the right to be effective. I mean, I'm going to say it's about a third party because I keep hearing it. I don't think it's really a realistic thing to do because these parties have been around for a long time. I mean, the GOP is newer than the Democratic Party and they were around at the end of slavery. Like 1851, you're talking about 150 years of being a party and having guys in office. I think what we got to do really is infiltrate the GOP. That's what's happening right now with the squad. And I keep saying it over and over, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, the squad are financed by outside people, by Chunt Yogurt. I mean, Chunt Yogurt from Young Turks and other guys, George Soros, a lot of guys. They fund the brand new Congress and also Justice Democrats. This is like a subversive movement in the Democratic Party to move them to the far left. Now, if we did that with our own version of the squad or just as Democrats or whatever you want to call it, we can subvert the right back on track and not being so swampy. That's the way it's got to be, in my humble opinion. If you're trying to get into that swamp and just have a new party and have success immediately, it ain't. it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Let me see. Marlon Bremer says, MAGA tears quench my thirst. <laughs> okay, well... Hey, man, good luck trying to find those, man. That's like a rare earth metal because I don't cry near a tear. So if you if you come in here looking for some maggot tears, man, you're going to come up with a, a, a empty well. <laughs> the, the well is going to be super empty. Matter of fact, I saw a guy crying tears of joy for Joe Biden. You'd be better off trying to get the tears of Biden supporters that are happy about um, Joe Biden being in there matter of fact here's something i see right here on the twitters and that guy is weird it's like why would you post your own self crying it's like what are we doing all right it's like and here's the the tagline i'm effort crying my eyes out right now i can't stop oh my do we need this let's do this america thank you joe and kamala yeah get, get some of that guy's tears right there and i can't, I can't do nothing for you <laughs> 
I cannot do nothing for you, big dog. It just ain't it ain't really gonna happen. Alrighty. So let's get to the next one. And he, 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 he gave me some money too. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Let's get to the next super chat. Thank you to Richard who says Nixon resigned before he could face an impeachment trial and Fort later pardoned him. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says Julian Assange is currently being held at the H. I'll write that one already. Hey, you says ABO love your hustle. Wish you and Tim Cass IRL didn't go off at the same time. Y'all should coordinate. Also, please go on and show your demand. Thank you to Lady Wisdom for becoming an ABO supporter. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Ian who says Snowden in Moscow. Got you. Uh, Civil War History says they got transgender confused with trans fat. <laughs> uh, Road Dad 66 says save her mom from a nursing home. Then sit COVID patients to nursing homes. Bingo. Exactly. That's your, your uh, 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 what's that? Identity Olympics champion, Rachel Levine. Texas Sweet Tea says Trump identifies as president still. Sleepy Joe needs to respect that. <laughs> Road Dad says... Take Whitmer, please. Are you talking about um, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan? Abby says, dedicated live chatters in ABL. We seriously need to have a meet and greet once this COVID is gone. I need more Patriot friends. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. We got to do that. Thank you to Mike Ripplinger. Hold on. Let me get back to where I was. Mike Ripplinger says, election night on your channel was monumental. Thank you. That was that was a, a you know a night to remember for sure. I, I'll never forget that. That was fantastic. Terenius says, Miss Doubtfire is coming to is coming for your ABL. Joking aside, I think black conservatives are the last hope for conservatives. Yeah, because black conservatives, we can fight this whole identity thing that it feel it feels like if you're white, you can't even fight it. Thank you to Got Grit for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Joe Mama for becoming a member of the ABL squad. Thank you to Jared who says, Are you on Gap? No, I'm not. Thank you to Ian who says John Miller has his White House brief on the blaze, but hasn't posted since March. Gotcha. Purple says, please talk about the video of Jacob Angeli. I've not seen that video, but if Mike can send it to me, my email is contact at anthonyblogan.com. I have, you know, I've not seen it, so send it to me. I'd love to check it out. Kelly says, what a sad, depressing inauguration with no people. Welcome, comrades, to the Conversation of America. Matthew says, shout out to all the callers tonight who are drunk and are high. Don't just sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> exactly. Do not call if you cannot talk, really. Marcus says, do you think that Trump's partner of Kodak and Lil Wayne will wake more of the younger generation in the black community up? Trump is a smart dude. I think so. I was reading comments today. You know, I'm on uh, Glad TV. I mean, Vlad TV. I'm on Shade Room. I'm, I'm everywhere. Like I said, I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm reading the comments about Kodak and Lil Wayne and people were saying, oh, man, recount the votes. Trump 2024. People were, you know, in there, you know, they, they were they were kind of feeling them. You know, they like what Trump was doing. And in reality, if you look at exit poll data, which may or may not be true, but from what I saw early on, it said that Trump gained in every identity block except for white males. Every identity block except for white males. Now, I don't know what that really means as far as society. Once you got white males going in a different direction, I don't know what that means, but that's what it said in the exit poll data. All right. Now, I think what could be said is that I forget how it goes. You guys know the whole thing about good times create soft men. That could be what's going on, but I digress. Um, You're so cool. 23 says I'm just waiting on the radicals establishment to eat themselves. It will happen. 
pendulum always swings the other way. Now they have to face their own. Exactly. Like I was saying on Twitter earlier today, the social media superstar liberals will be the first to go to the gulag if it ever comes about because they know too much. They're too in deep and they, they want to be the faces. They want to be the leaders. They're not going to be the leaders. They won't be the faces. They're going to be the ones that get put away right away because they're just in the way at the end of it. Ian says, Trump says he's going to create a new political party, the Patriot Party. I've not heard him say that, but if he does, then let's see. Tasha says, BLM tribute to MLK was terrible. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The, the twerking. Did you guys see that? So Black Lives Matter, the official account on the Instagrams, posted an MLK tribute. And it was this girl, the black girl, twerking to some New Orleans bounce music at the Washington Memorial. And also the Lincoln Memorial for MLK Day. I'm like, why? What's the, what is the purpose of doing this? I don't really understand. Why are we twerking for Martin Luther King? And it's like in public, in the middle of the day, she's like bending over with some booty shorts on with kids and stuff watching. I'm like, ma'am, you got to tighten up. This ain't, this is not it. You understand? But I digress. Why must it be like, all right, if you're talking about black stuff and blackity black, black, why has it got to be some kind of half naked girl twerking? Why is that got to be synonymous with being black matter of fact <laughs> i saw something on twitter today that was hilarious somebody said and i maybe they were joking but i i don't think so the way things are now they probably were dead serious they said you can't say the word crackhead anymore because it's offensive to black people it was like excuse me so if you are a crackhead you got to be black and remove the painting of andrew jackson and replace with cesar chavez at the oval office from wapo I've not seen that. I had to check it out myself. Okay, I had to refresh right quick. Let me see if I'm good. Is it buffering? It's not my fault. You got to blame the white man. Hopefully it works now. Yeah, it should be fine. I've refreshed and I think it's good. Um, Let me see. Uh, All right, let me go back. Psalm says, a great civilization is not conquered from without until it has destroyed itself from within. Exactly. Exactly. All right. It, sh it should be fine now. If you refresh, I saw that it was kind of spinning on my end, but if you refresh, it should be good to go now. So don't even worry about it. Um, Yeah, I saw that, Ian, the Torque on Washington. And I, I may do a video about that. I should actually do a video about that. Shout out to Campbell who says, love your show, ABL, for north of the border, Canada. Appreciate you. Thank you to JVH H-Tine for your donation with a thumbs up. Zedarchis Kane Sword says, Seattle is on fire again. The protesters, quote unquote, want to abolish ICE, assaults, vandalism right now. Oh, it's fine. You got assaults and vandalism. It's all good because Black Lives Matter, right? You can punch people in the face, burn stuff down. It's all good. As long as you say Black Lives Matter, hands up, dude, shoot, then it's all good. It is all good. All right. Thank y'all for being here in the Super Chats. You guys are fantastic. Time for the calls now. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And if you want to be on in Skype, there's an email for that in the description box below. Check it out. You can be right there in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. Yeah, Trump did pardon people, uh, Bambi. Uh, quite a few. I think it was like 70 to 100 or more. Uh, he pardoned a couple rappers, Kodak Black, Lil Wayne, Former mayor of Detroit, Kwame Kilpatrick, and a few more guys got pardoned. Uh, 
Um, but Joe Exotic <laughs> did not get pardoned. Assange and Snowden did not get pardoned. And I, I think that you can't pardon them because they um they've not been convicted of a crime. And they're not in the U.S. at all. And they've not been arrested, so I'm not really sure how that would work. They're not, they've not been charged, so I'm not really sure how that goes. But you guys know more than I do, so we'll see what's happening. All right. Let's go ahead and get to it. Let's see if Skype works properly. That'd be fantastic. And we are off to the races. Let's get this audio and video together. Okay, microphone. Let's get that working properly. And, okay. I think I know what's happening there. I think all my sound is off. The mic is on, but their sound is off. Okay, let's get out of there very quick. Y'all give me a little bit of time to get Skype set up. And then we'll get back into it. Yeah, please no drunk callers. If you're drinking, just enjoy the show from, from the side. Because when you're drunk, it's like drinking and driving. You think that you're doing great. You think you're Mario Andretti, but really you're like a drunk driver. So get off the road. Put it to you like that. And let's try to sound again. I'm going to try this and see if it works. For some reason, that's not even really working. There we go. Perfect. All right. We're back in business. I got some new headphones, and I think it wasn't accepting it, so it had a little issue with that. That's weird. Okay. Let's try that. All right, caller, can you hear me? Hold on one second. I can't hear you. Let me try that one more time. And. All right. Give me one second, caller. All right, can you hear me? One more time. Can you hear me? All right, I'm about to call you. You got to call back. I'm sorry. Come on, Skype. Let's 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 not do this today. So you guys hear that? But the problem is, oh, all right. Okay, I get it. All right, Father, can you hear me? Two zero seven. 207, hello. Going once, going twice. Let's try that one more time. 
Father, can you hear me? Caller, caller. Caller, can you hear me? Hello. All right, I hear you, but give me, give me one second. Because what's happening is that it's not actually coming through my desktop where it has to be. So you have to give me, give me one second, then we're going to get back on it. All right, keep talking. All right, I don't know what's going on. I gotta take a I gotta take a pause on the. My speakers can't be muted here because this. All right. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's going on? You doing man? all right today? Not so much. Did you see uh, Amy, uh, what's her name, Connie Barrett, walk by a bush, give him a hug, and then he, like, as she walked off, she, like, he, like, stared at her butt. I was like, oh, my God, look what he just did. He just checked his, he just checked his, her butt out. Now, you said, you said that was uh, George W.? Yeah. Yeah, that was Connie Barrett. Hey, you know that's that's how that's how they do. Same thing with Slip Willie. They don't really care. I mean, and, and what the way they look at it is like, look, I'm George W. I'm Bill Clinton. What you gonna do? I do what I want. So what? That's that's kind of how they operate. I mean, they're sick, dude. He did. It, I mean, right there on camera, all this stuff comes out, and they're like, they do this and they do that, and here's George Bush. Staring at the woman's butt. I mean, come on, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, but that's that's how they operate. They don't care. They sure do. Well, I'm in North Carolina, man. It's been a mess. We got a Democratic governor, man. He is just crazy. He is Biden's. I mean, he's just kissing his butt. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's, it it's crazy, crazy, man. I, I didn't think that would. I thought I thought that might not be the case ever. I thought it would be kind of a you know consistently red conservative place, but I guess it's changing. Maybe. Uh, it's the cities. I mean, all the yeah. cities vote Democrat, and you know all the outside areas vote Republican. Right. It's just crazy how it's doing. But I think everybody just needs to have faith and. You know, Trump may not get back in, but he's got all those documents, man. There's so much revealed. Even if he doesn't get in, he can reveal those documents. He's got the laptop files. I mean, he can reveal the truth. That's all I really wanted to say, man. It's good talking to you. Appreciate you taking my call. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, man. Later. All right, let's 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 get back to the calls here. Let's go four eight four. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, how's it going? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Hold on, uh, let me turn this down real quick. Can you hear me? I hear you well. All right. All right. Yeah, I saw that video where the girl was twerking at the cat 
at the Capitol and all over the monuments. And that was just a complete disgrace, especially trying to represent Martin Luther King. And they used his song saying, I have a dream. Well, not his song, but his speech, I have a dream in that song. Yeah, they, the they, 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 tried yeah they, they remixed Sorry. his they remixed his voice into this song. And it's like, what what are we doing? Why would why would that be how you represent Martin Luther King? I don't think he would appreciate that. No, he wouldn't, especially that they're on a cabin. And the fact that she was doing it in front of all those people, it was just, it was really cringy. Right. It was just, and like, leave that stuff at the nightclub. What, I mean, any other way you could honor him, is that, the, is that the best they can come up with? Black Lives Matter just looks like even more of a joke than they already did in the summertime. Now, exactly. just for that, I'll never, I would, yeah, I would never take them seriously ever. I never did, and I never will at this point. You know, like these are the kind of people that they have. I mean, really? Right. I, honestly, I ask them. I want to. I would love to ask them. Do they even take themselves seriously? I don't think they do. No, nah, I don't think so. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's really just a, a money hustle. It's not much more than that. They're not really doing anything positive. I mean, they, they've raised billions of dollars. All it really does is go to the political candidates like Joe Biden and everybody else. It's not even about trying to actually help anything in the community that they purport themselves to represent. Or even try to change anything like quote unquote systemic racism even that, that never existed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not even it's not even really a thing that they're talking about. It's all about just getting money. Pretty much. That's what it seemed like. And another thing I wanted to touch on, um what was another thing I wanted to touch on? Oh yeah. Most of these like most of the people, one thing I've noticed, everybody in my state in Pennsylvania, they're all getting tired of this mass stuff. Even the people who use businesses who used to enforce it, they just don't even care anymore. It's like you go in there with mask or no mask, it's like the owners just don't even care anymore because a, a lot of them are getting tired. And now Joe Biden's asking for another 100 days. I was like, it's just like March 2020 all over again. Like last time they said, what, 90 days shutdown? Yeah, it's always an, it's always an extension. It's like okay, we're gonna send it to this day, and it's like it's never ended an extension. Why don't you just say we're gonna have the mask mandate until whenever we want it to be over? But like you said, people aren't even really they're not really following it. Like months ago, our police chief got on TV and said he's not going to enforce any kind of mask mandate. So people do whatever they want, and that that should have been the reality from the beginning. Okay, here's here's what you can do to prevent the virus. You can wear a mask if you want. You can wash your hands or whatever. You could do things to prevent from getting sick. People might do it if they are given the options to do it rather than forcing them. That's when things get weird and you got shutdowns and stuff like that. Let everyone make their own decisions about how to protect themselves. That's the best way to go forward. What we're doing right now is not working, obviously. Oh, yeah. It just... And now... Cuomo has a nerve to say reopen the economy, and it's just no, it's a little, little too late for that. Now that Trump's out of office, now you want to reopen it? Yeah, it's a little they late. All did it, and, right. you know, exactly, rightly. And most of these governors and all these liberal mayor, I mean, Democratic mayors and every Democrat that's in power, they did it. Uh, they they all just did that just to spite Trump, and then they want to blame it all on Trump. But everything that they're that they blame on him is what they're guilty of. Because Brandon Tatum, he said he's going to upload a video of the entire past four years of people inciting violence, making threats towards Trump and his family and all that kind of stuff, like especially with Snoop Dogg. Now all of a sudden Snoop Dogg wants a favor from Trump after you threatened to made a video of you killing him. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, all right, thanks for taking my call, ABO. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, you too. All right, bye.
All right, great call. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you back. James in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah man. I was having some te technical difficulties earlier, obviously, but we, we back in there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, technical difficulties ever, everywhere. That's what we're looking forward to the next four years, that, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this this woke health secretary, is this the Dr. Rachel Levine that you're talking about? Yeah. Isn't she the assistant? I don't know what that's supposed to be doing, but... I think she, yeah, she's the assistant health secretary. And then the, the big dog is Javier Becerra from California. Right. So, okay. So we get into this um, identity politics, right? Uh, and I want to ask, this is all building up to, I wanted to ask your, your opinion on how do you think the Republicans are going to have to get into identity politics later down the road? Like, instance, next, you know, next election round or whatever. Is this going to have to be something like somebody going for Tim Scott who I think is perfectly capable of doing the job, but they're going to end up voting for him because of something else. Um, but I know that she wasn't elected because of, you know, any qualifications. Where was she health secretary before? Do you know? Pennsylvania. How many people died in Pennsylvania? Uh, a lot. <laughs> 19,000. How many of them died in rest homes? Was it like 80%? Yeah, uh, <laughs> not quite. But something like that. Yeah. So what do you know that she wrote a memorandum that said that anybody with COVID from a rest home needed to be put back in the rest home? Yes, indeed. And it, it was like, OK, if you have the if you have the virus and you're stable, go back in the rest home. But before that, her own mom was in the uh, rest. That's home. right. It's like, OK, I'm going to take my mom That's out the rest home. But you guys get to spend time with the virus patients in the rest home. So she knew full well that it was dangerous there and took her mom out, right? And then wrote the mandate that said everybody has to go back in there. Then some 10,000 plus people die in a rest home because of COVID. Now the big question comes around. Is there a law precedent? Is there any place in the U.S. where somebody has been convicted because they have, for instance... Um, coughed or sneezed on somebody else. They had COVID and they gave it to somebody else. Now, should the person then become sick and die, are they convicted of murder or manslaughter? If that's the case, she will then be guilty mm. or at least liable for some upwards of 10,000 deaths. You know what? That's, that's a real possibility because... It, it just got Rick Snyder over the whole um, Flint situation. Remember, he was a governor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's insane. Now, I know that we're not always calling the, the Democrats. Actually, it's not so much Democrat or Republican because I don't see a lot of consistency on either side. And we need both sides in general. We need both sides of the argument. Yeah. I got that. But the leftists have not exactly been consistent. Not a lot of Republicans in the GOP have not been consistent either. But for crying out loud, that is something that's that's going to set like a law precedent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? That, that's, that's definitely going to set a precedent for sure. That's nuts, man. Did you actually um, to switch up? Did you actually listen to the whole inauguration? Yes. Like I came in after the national anthem. So after that, I heard the whole thing. Did you hear what Chris Wallace had to say about it? 
Oh, talking about it was the best speech he's ever heard as far as inauguration. <laughs> it's like, really, Chris Wallace? Is that what we're going to do? And you know what? I was watching a little bit of Fox before. I started really mm-hmm. watching it consistently like that, like today. And Chris mm-hmm. Wallace's face, it was like he just won the lottery. He looked so happy and carefree. It was like he was carrying a mountain of stress on his back. And as soon as the day came around, he was glowing like a new, oh, uh, a new bride. He was glowing. You know why? Because you're getting paid for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just messed up, man. That is messed up. Hey, listen, you got a lot of calls coming in. I'm glad to see you're busy. We got uh, 2,000 people watching now. We want that number to go up. Everybody hit that like button. Uh, this is this is super, dude. Yes, Keep indeed. it going, man. All right, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, man. We're all working from home now, so this is we're in lockdown again in Tokyo. So Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But at least we got jobs. Yeah, that's right. So. There it is. All right, man. See you. I know. All right. Shout out to my man coming from Tokyo, Japan. Um, I saw a comment earlier. It says um, from Dallas. Shout out to Dallas, who says, Amazing Lucas said that ABL is an effing moron and spread false narratives. Show some of ABL's videos on voter fraud and how Trump can win. Also called B. Tatum a clown and should be banned. <laughs> well, I never said anything other than the reality of what is possible. I don't have videos saying like pathways. I had one video that says, if you give up now, then the fight is lost. Giving up does not mean that anything other than legal ways, just exhaust all your legal avenues. You can challenge the election. You can fight. That don't mean you're going to win. You can always fight and challenge the it, every election is challenged in some kind of way. Every single one. I don't care if it's dog catcher locally nationally is always challenged like i said in the video i put out it's me probably referring to is um in 2016 what did they do with the with with president trump they had the the russia investigation they spied on him they tried to subvert him from the inside from the republican party from the democratic party all sides you try to get people coming there little consultants and spies and moles and everything else coming in there leaking information try to do everything to contest the election and to subvert the election. They tried everything and it didn't work. So they can do all of that. And they still say to this day, they still, Hillary Clinton still says to this day that the election was stolen from her because of Russia is what they say, right? So it was like, all right, you want to go down her, the, the whole Russia route for three years. That didn't work. Ukraine, that didn't work. Nothing, nothing works. You still say it was stolen. So why can't there be an investigation to see what's going on to exhaust all your legal avenues? Now, the problem is when the whole thing with the Capitol happened, it negated the public's desire to see an investigation. And those that have power to investigate it don't even care anymore because now the narrative is, oh, if you want to investigate, if you want to question it, then you are collaborated with the the anarchists because the narrative was already spun before the whole thing happened. That the reason why it happened is because of Trump's rhetoric about the election being taken away. Although the left always say that, and they've been saying that. They said it today. They said it on TV today that the only reason why Hillary Clinton wasn't there and she wasn't the one. They said it on Fox News, matter of fact. The reason why she's not there um, doing a second term is because of Russia in 2016. That's what they say. All right. That's the reality. So exhaust all your legal avenues and then you can move on. That's what I always said, but I digress. 301, you're on line. I'm going to speak it to. 
Um, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how you doing, man? My name is Tony. All right, man. What's going on? Man, just chilling, man. Chilling. Um, I just wanted to, um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of your first-time callers. I, I've been following your show probably for like two weeks now. I just found out about you. Oh, thank you for watching, man. Definitely appreciate that. But uh, I'm here. I'm here in Washington, D.C. You know what I'm saying? I'm a first-time voter. I voted for Trump. Um, matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I come from the hood. You know what I'm saying? I come from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, like, what I noticed is a lot of black people, bro, a lot of black people are conservative, and they don't even know it. Yeah. conservative views and stuff like that. But we get this liberal... The liberal stuff just poured on us and you get shamed for being, especially if you're a straight black man, you get shamed to being a Democrat and shamed to voting. So me and, uh, me and a couple of my friends, we got together and we uh, paid money on Instagram to promote um, the voting. So we got 60 people to show up to vote for Trump. Okay. And we got, bruh, it was crazy. Like, this is how you know this election was, like, this election was not right. Okay, so, you know what I'm saying? In the polls, they shamed us. They tried to start fights with us to get the cops there to, to start a problem so we couldn't vote. It was, just, bro, it was just ridiculous, man, how, like, if you want to vote for Trump, bro, you get ashamed, bro. You, like, especially in the black community, you get shamed for, for, for thinking conservative and shamed for voting Republican or just voting for the right. It, it was just ridiculous, man. Like, and it wasn't right. And it's my first time voting, man. And I'm like, bro, ain't no way, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not voting for just with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and everything. But they, but they push for. It. I'm like, come on, bro. And everybody in they, in they right mind know, bro. That this election was not right, man. This man got 81 million voters, and he, he, he couldn't even get 30. He couldn't get 250 people to show to us on rallies. Right. He had to hire celebrities. Like, come on, bro. Like, this election was not right, bro. And everybody, bro, bro if you can count to 10, bro, you got enough sense to think, bro, this, this election was not right, man. I don't care what nobody say, bro. Like, and coming from where I come from, bro, you had a lot of black dudes, bro, that was fucking with Trump. I mean, I don't mean to cut my bad, but you had a lot of, you had a lot of dudes that was, was they, they, they like Trump. Yeah. I've seen the most money I, I haven't seen, bro, when Trump was in office, bro. And you telling me that Sleepy Joe <laughs> and um, Kamala Harris got 80? Come on, bro. And one plus one is two, bro. They didn't get no 80. Come on, bro. But that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, I'm with him. That's, that was my thought process from the very beginning. It's like, come on. And then I, I was seeing the, the turnout really just improve. I think one of the main things we got to do with coming up in 2022 and 2024 is demographic shifts. People move in different places. They, they move into Arizona. They're, they're moving to, um, you know, from it's like the California virus, moving from liberal places and going to conservative places and contaminating them. That's kind of what's happening, in my humble opinion. And also very young people, we got to get to them, the high school graduates that don't know anything. A lot of you guys are in high school and or recent high school graduates are very sharp, razor sharp. But a lot of your friends, a lot of your, your, your classmates are done with a box of rocks and don't know a thing. They come out of college, believe in whatever they see on television, mainstream media, and they just roll with it. You know, so we got to get, uh, we got to find a way to really reach the, the youth, the, 
the 18, 19, you got to reach that demographic as well. All right. Let's get to the next one. All right, Carl, your line was speaker 2407. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Everything's good. What's happening? Oh, good. Am I on the air? You're live on the air. What's happening? <laughs> how you doing? Hector, and by the way, God bless you. I hope you had a good new year. I've been out of town, so I've been able to listen to the show. I just want to say one quick point, Brian, and I'm glad you're still on the air. I hope they still allow you, is I would like everybody to remember that when you talk to your fellow neighbors, a lot of times... We're all neighbors, but the media and politicians and their agenda are dividing us every day. And yeah, there's an issue with the election, but unfortunately right now we have to accept what I consider a fraudulent election. That being said, don't turn and hate your neighbor because your neighbor, I have a neighbor that's a Democrat. He feels like there's a fraudulent election and he doesn't even like Trump. So I implore everybody, remember, it's not your neighbor, it's our politicians, and the media that are causing a lot of friction. And Anthony, if you don't mind, am I stupid or is this something that's kind of prevalent when you really stand back and look at it? Um, like prevalent as far as what? As far as like the, the hate towards neighbors or like what do you mean specifically? Well, what I mean is when you hear Joe Biden today, go um, – when you hear him talk the way he did in his inaugural speech, talking about white supremacy, about two months ago, he made a state, uh, I'm sorry, a little bit over a month ago, he pretty much said that Trump was the leader of a Nazi clan and pretty much called 75 million people Nazis. He's doing it. Kamala Harris from California, I don't even want to touch that because she is just total garbage. So I see them spewing this garbage with the media talking about deprogramming people, calling everybody else on the other side. But when I walk on the street, you know, like I said, I talk to my neighbor. He's a Democrat from New Jersey, but it's like he says, yeah, Hector, things look really fishy. I talk to another neighbor. They're Democrats. I live in a predominantly uh, blue, blue area here in Orlando, Florida, and they all say it. But I, I'm not going to go attack them. I'm not going to blow them up. And meanwhile, like my neighbor said, you know, why would, the, why would the incoming president call 75 million people white supremacists? That's what I mean about prevalent. It's, it's like they're shoving us against each other when we really don't have issues against each other. We have policy issues, but I don't hate my neighbor. My neighbor doesn't hate me, but I get the feeling the media hates me. The president hates me, and he wants my neighbor to hate me. Am I, am I blind in seeing that? or am nah, I, just I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. And that it's like it's a it's a classic divide and conquer. They can create silos, separated people, especially now with this virus thing. They want you to be isolated, separated, just getting fed hate from them twenty four seven. So you go out there and hate your neighbor, hate your friends, family members, or whatever because of petty political differences. When that shouldn't be the case at all. You should be able to have differences and disagreements, but still be able to get along with each other. That should be how we operate as humans. And Anthony, I'm going to ask you a question because you're black, I'm Hispanic, and uh, I grew up in New York City. I'm pretty sure you can hear the little accent, right? And please tell me if I'm stupid or I'm ignorant or what am I missing here. The Democrats constantly like to talk about race. But when I hear Joe Biden speak about, please, and by, if Anthony, if I get out of line, just hang up the phone call. Please, just in case I say something wrong. 
when I hear Joe Biden, I've heard him many times, and I show this to other black people, how he called blacks super predators, talking about knocking his mother's head off or his aunt's house, and, you know, we got to put him in the street, and I don't care what happened to them. And then he has made Ku Klux Klan comments, like when he says that Obama was clean, he's the first one, he's well, you know, this guy's like a gem in the sand. Why is it that black people can stick up for somebody that literally talks like a Klan's member? Then you have Kamala Harris, which she's just a piece of work on her own, who decimates her black community and her districts. From I mean, if you have you ever been to Oakland? Have you ever been there, Anthony? No, I've it not is, been there. If you just just take Google Map and drive through the street, and I don't have anything against people there because if my my fellow Americans, I think. But what she did to the black community, what I don't understand from the black community, I understand the stupidity in the uh, Hispanics, because I'll say it, because I know how they're raised and I understand the ignorance behind them. But when you have somebody like Joe Biden call you guys super predators, insult the black community over and over, say you ain't black if you don't vote for me, slap black person after black person, and then he'll, and they sit there and give him their votes. Why is that, Anthony? It blows my mind. Coming from a black man, can you tell me what I'm missing as a uh, human being with a very little bit of intellect? I mean, what's happening is that people are raised in a certain kind of way culturally, and they don't even think. They don't even, they don't think as, like, when you laid it out, they don't think like that. They just think automatically Democrat, non-racist, Republican racist. So it doesn't even really matter. You could have a, a bona fide racist on the Democratic side, and humanitarian, uh, Mother Teresa type person on the Republican side, it's relevant because people already have in their mind that one side is bad and the other one is good. That's just kind of how it is, unfortunately. Okay. Well, Anthony, thank you. I think you do a great job. God bless you, young man. And by the way, I know this is off the cuff. Unfortunately, I know this is going to be ugly. When I say this to a lot of people, I feel like many of those people that rioted the uh, the, the capital, even though it was wrong, I believe that they were doing their patriotic duty when it says you fight an enemy, foreign or domestic. Thank you for letting me air out my grievances tonight, Anthony. God bless you. All right. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. <clears throat> I mean, I disagree with that last part because you're just talking about it, it, it was just kind of like brandless action. It, it wasn't it, it wasn't anything other than that, in my opinion. And all it did was just hurt us. So if you're going to do something, make it be purposeful and make it be beneficial, not something that's going to hurt and nothing else. But I digress. It gets us some more here. All right, Scott, call it. Who am I speaking to? Hello, Mr. Logan. My name is Anthony. I'm from here, up here in New York. I just want to talk about uh, uh, quickly with uh, this whole, uh, like, uh, this third party thing with the Patriot Party. Um really makes sense to me uh in years ago when uh we had a uh, theodore roosevelt as president right he uh he he was uh william mckinley's vice president uh then william mckinley got his, william mckinley got assassinated he uh got elected again three years later and then he ran again as a progressive and then that number got cut in half um because you have uh people were voting republican people were voting for uh progressive and he lost that what would have been his technically second term um today it would be the same thing right because you have if the patriot party becomes a major party right 
um, you have the Patriots, the Republicans, and the Democrats, three candidates. That Republican no- uh, number is cut in half. Some go Patriot, uh, some go Republican. Then you have that Democratic number, which just stays the same. You would never have a Republican or a Patriot in the o- in office again. It wouldn't make sense, correct? Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, another thing, this uh, CNN censorship. Um, how many times have, when they've reported fake news, when we've exposed them, how many times did they say that they deserve to be off the air, that they don't deserve to have a voice, us as conservatives? Like, like as far as CNN, when, they, when we expose them, then they want to retaliate against us saying we shouldn't be on the air? Yeah, um, but like all these news networks, and even Fox, surprisingly now, um, I didn't think it would come to that, but it comes to that now. Um, we, we, they want to complete. It's like they're they're it's they're scared of us, but they're fighting back. We're not fighting back with anything. We're just sitting here, and some of us are letting it happen. In my opinion, I feel like some people are just letting it go by and happen. And then you have some people that do stand up. We have the law. We're able to stop this from happening, but we're not. Well, the question is, what can we do? Like, what what is the what is our recourse? What can we do to fight against what's happening? Um, Hello. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, like I said, we have the law. What they're doing is unlawful. Well, we, what's what's the law? That's, that's my question. If we have the law, what's the law? Well, freedom of speech. They, them censoring us, that's violating our freedom of speech. Of course, everybody has their own uh, terms of services. But, of course, like inciting violence, that may be something. But just based on our view, they want to completely get rid of us. I mean, you know, the, the thing about freedom of speech, all that it really means in a legal sense is that you can't get locked up for most speech. I mean, you can't get locked up for some speech, but not most like you can get locked up for saying fire in a theater or a death threat or something like that. But just if I say something that's unpopular, I can't get locked up for it by the government, local, federal, whatever. But it does not mean that a private business has to let you say whatever they want on their platform. And the problem is um, with social media, you still have to be lawful. Everywhere still must be lawful. So just because you got freedom of speech on your end to be able to have certain content, to moderate content, you still must be lawful in your moderation and in your operation. And I'll explain. A social media company like Twitter, Facebook, etc., when they moderate content, they're doing too much curation of the content, meaning they place certain content where you can see it or they have their own content. Like when they were flagging all the Trump tweets and putting their own little editorial spin on it at the end with a link that could be considered curation, not not curation. That could be considered editorializing, which falls under being a publisher. Now, if you want to be a publisher, you're not going to be able to have section two thirty protection with they have. If you're a publisher, you can get sued like anybody else, like a Washington post or Huffington post, any kind of newspaper or magazine or whatnot. If you are uh, putting things that are false or you, you're, you're not really allowing certain things to be out there. You can be sued for that. But if you're a social media platform you've, as a as a platform, not a publisher, then you don't have the worry of being sued because you didn't post the content as Twitter. It's a third party. The users post the content. But then when you want to interfere and start posting content 
Now you're starting to violate the law. I think the main thing should be having these companies um, be held to what the law is and enforce the law, but that's not really happening. I think because so much money is exchanging hands, they could pretty much skirt the law. That's the bigger issue. Yeah. All right, so I was just interpreting it the wrong way, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. Um, and then I don't want to waste your time, but uh, yeah, quickly last thing. Um, I was watching Newsmax the other day, uh, normal news network now that I watch. I was watching Newsmax the other day, and one of the guys said, uh, this this is the Holocaust, right? But um, one second, I'll be right back. Uh, so are we live on the air? You can't you can't come back. You gotta you just gotta you know come back at a different time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carl. I had to hang up on you. You can't you can't just come right back. You know he put himself on mute. You can't do that. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. But you can't just be like, yo, you know, it ain't like, all right, hold on, man. You know, I got, I got, I got, I got to get the door. You know, I got a UPS package coming. I'll be right back. You can't do that. But shout out to him for the call. All right, let's get to the next one. And the number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. And um, let's go. Eight zero five hundred line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, hello. You on the air live? Who am I speaking to? Hi, um, I'm just going to identify myself as Patriot Nurse. All righty, that's um, fine. I'm calling from Cal- I'm calling from California, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about what I've seen with my own eyes. Um, I have a small voice, so I'm hoping to um, just give a little bit of knowledge um, from where I'm coming from. I'm giving you an anonymous name because I am surrounded by liberals. Um, I do feel that um, our two-way rights are they're coming after us. I, I was raised in the school of when people show you their character. Believe them. I'm also um, an OIS, OES veteran. So I've, I've just been looking and listening and not really saying anything. Um, but what I'm alarmed with is uh, the two-way rights. Um, if you go to the NRA website, you'll see something like 16 new house bills up on, <laughs> on the block. Um, they're coming after our guns. And if you've been listening to any of the rhetoric, I usually don't listen to any of MSNBC or any of the mainstream media. Um, what I've been hearing are uh, things that are so alarming to me. Um, in New York, uh, A416 is a House bill that was brought forth by um, a, a Democratic uh, a representative. And what this bill says, it's in presently in committee. It hasn't passed yet, but I have no doubt that with all of the lockdowns and all of the um, draconian measures that are being used against the American people because of the scamdemic, mm-hmm. um, that this will pass. So if you research A416, it states that anyone deemed a public health risk will be medically detained for as long as necessary. To me, that means indefinitely. Well, hold on, and hold on, let's, let's detained, pause. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let's pause. Now, is that a bill mm-hmm. or is it, has it already been passed? No, it's in committee. It's going. It's in committee, which means they're discussing um, this bill that they're going to present uh, Governor Cuomo with it. So because they have control, I have no doubt that they'll pass this. And this is why it's alarming to me. As a nurse in the health in the health profession, we already have laws called DOT, direct observational tra- uh, uh, treatment, which means that something like as contagious as tuberculosis, for example, if you get tuberculosis and you're um, 
not willing or unable to take your medication, they will quarantine you or have a representative from the public health office or a nurse come and make sure that you are taking your medication and that you are following the rules to not go out and uh, 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 contaminate or, or infect other people. So we already have direct, direct observation treatment laws on the books. So we don't need another law to medically detain people. So I'm saying to your viewers and to yourself to research this and keep your eyes open for A416 or bills like this. So I read the bill, and this proposed bill says that anybody who is deemed a public health risk, and this could be construed as people who don't wear a mandated mask, who don't want to take a vaccine, um, for whatever reason, they can use just about any reason to say you're medically a risk to other people. And if you're a public health risk, they'll medically detain you. And that's just another word for, we'll detain you for as long as necessary. So once you're medically detained, they can pretty much do whatever they want to you um, against your will. So if you see anything like this, I'm saying keep an eye out for it, particularly because of the numbers. In California, 50% of the population has already stated that they will not take a vaccine for a virus that's 99.6% survivable. And the vaccine is only 95% effective, and that's after the second dose. Um, 60% of the healthcare workers are saying, not saying outright that they won't take it or are refusing to take it. They're saying, we want to wait and see. And it's predominantly people who are um, young nurses who are of... Um, uh, childbearing age, we just don't have the data. So to say they're secure, they're going to be safe, or their childbearing years are, are okay for them to have children. So a lot of people are saying they want to wait and see, and they want six to 12 months worth of data. So when healthcare people are telling you, hey, I don't want to take this, that should send some red flags up. So what I'm concerned with is that if 50% of the population is saying they're not going to take it, and they need 70 to 95% of the population to take it in order to incur herd immunity, they're going to find other ways to get people, to force people to take the vaccine mm. against your will. And as a nurse, I'm about autonomy. I'm about giving choices and respecting those choices. So even if I choose to take the vaccine, I don't think it's right or a good thing to force people to take vaccine. I think masks should have been a choice. And for those people who are compromised, you know the risks. You're an educated person. I'm giving you the education. And I, as a nurse or a person as a doctor, we give you that information. We're not treating you like a child. We're telling you, these are the facts. Do what you want with them. Only you are the expert in your body. It's not up to me to say that you're incapable of making a decision about you and your family members. I think it's wrong. So wrong. So by bringing these numbers out and saying, hey, look, this is what they're, look they're talking about in New York. And I think that uh, Cuomo and his um, um, draconian measures, he was going after the Hasidic Jews, he was going after the Orthodox Jews, and they were making a real problem for him by continuing to work and going to school. Those people can be considered a public health risk. He can with detain people. With Why are you going to give them more power to do that? And in California, Governor Newsom, all he needs is somebody to point him to these numbers that people are saying, no, they don't want it. And he'll follow suit. He'll follow some kind of law. And you know the crackpot laws that are coming out of California. Yeah. They'll just roll, they'll roll it out nationwide with the um, 
so this is really frightening to me as a nurse, and I can't tell enough people about it. I'm keeping quiet, like I said, because um, I don't know who I can trust. I, I use a VPN. I have ghost phones. I'm like, I'm doing things that my military friends <laughs> back in after 9-11, um, we did our comms as securely as possible. So I'm literally a ghost and in hiding. And I'm telling people, watch what you say, watch who you say it to. And it's even within people in your own home. Because I do think they're coming for us. I totally believe what they've been saying on CNN, what Kamala said before the election about how they're, they're, there's not going to be any quarter for anybody. They're coming after us. And with all of the stuff that we've seen all summer long, there's a hit, there's a target on our back on every single person that has ever put, placed a flag, worn a hat, worn a shirt. They have shown us their character. So I'm worried about uh, our ability to go worship for those of us who do worship. Um, Sean King saying the things he said about knocking down Jesus statues and breaking windows and it's a white supremacy, you know, Jesus. I happen to be Latina. So when I saw this stuff, I was like, you know, people have a right to pray and be baptized and go to church and do whatever. The, what country are we living in where this is considered a, a criminal act and being uh, labeled a, a, a domestic terrorist? It's crazy, just completely crazy. So mainly that's the part that I wanted to talk about was um, the vaccines and watching out for bills like A416. Is I know a lot of us are tired and feeling like we just want to give up and don't want to pay attention, but keep spreading your your news and keep supporting channels like this. Um, I'm also looking at avenues like Starlink, waiting for the satellites to go up because then we can use this, um, uh, uh, what is it called, a handshake. That's a, a masking service right. in order to not be censored. So I'm looking at avenues like that to keep us from commu- keep to keep us communicating with each other. Um, in the meantime, as a prepper, I we're ready to go. We're ready to leave the state. Right. So, well, I, I thank you. I thank you for your call. Okay, thank you. All right now. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, I mean, I see where she's coming from. I'm not as like you know, it's the end, but I do understand where she's coming from. What I will say is that with this whole thing with the Capitol. I had somebody from my family call me. I won't say their name. And they were asking me questions about DC. Like, was I there? And when was when was the last time I was there? And all kind of stuff. And it's like, okay. Now, if I say that I was there, you going to tell on me? You going to call the police on me? I wasn't there. But what if, if I was there, you going to call the police on me? And they know where I live. They got my address. They got my number. So I'm kind of like, what are you really doing? You know what I'm saying? And I figured, but I, I was already ahead of that though. I put on my on my on my social media right away. I'm not there, just so nobody would even think to to do that, because I know some guys that people said were there had the FBI come to their house. You know what I'm saying? But see, I was already ahead of that. Like I was not there, but your own family members might do it. You you see on TV where people's kids call the, the FBI on them, and then they come to their house, all this and that, talking about oh I had to do my part. Do your part for what? Like. You calling the police on your family member, they probably, especially like kids with their parents, your parents are providing for you, putting food in your mouth, all this and that. You want to call the, the authorities on them? Why? But people are so crazy, they'll do stuff like that. But let me get to the next call. 209, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 
Hi, Anthony. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. Okay. I have a question for you. Alrighty. Is there a law? Is there a law that the president has 30 days after his term? To, to do what? People have been talking about on different websites. People have been talking about it that the president has 30 days after his presidency to, I don't know, maybe declare martial law or whatever and get everybody for treason because that's what's happened to us. Um, I've never heard that before. I don't, I don't think that's true. You don't think it's true at all? No, I've never heard that. I don't know where that comes from. Oh, wow. What a trip. Dang. Well, I heard it from different people, so that's why, you know, online and stuff. So, you know, you don't know who you can believe and who you can't. Yeah. I have also listened. One more thing. I have also listened to a lot of prophets lately. And a lot of prophets says that he's still going to be our president somehow. So that's my concern. You know, it's like, how's that going to happen? I'm going to believe because that's how they're believing. You know, I know that the Bible says there are false prophets, but they can't all be false prophets, especially when you feel the Holy Ghost. But anyway, um, love your show. Keep it up. And thanks a lot for answering my call. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. You take care. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's a lot of things online. Some things, some some things that may not appear to be accurate could be. But a lot of things aren't accurate. I, I think it's pretty much a wrap. I think, you know, Trump already said, hey, you know, we're going to let them have that. They got it. We might come back maybe at a certain point. But we're, we're you know, we are where we are right now. Trump's in Florida. And that's that's pretty much a wrap. All, all we can do really is not even look to those that have their opinion about what could happen. Any kind of Hail Mary type thing. We got to worry about, you know, 2022 midterms, local elections before or after that 2024. We got to look forward to that. And also we got to look forward to uh, being able to get things done within the culture. That's that's the next thing for sure. That's the absolute next thing. Get things done within the culture. All right, let's get to the next one. Three one nine, you're the line. I'm gonna speak it to. Yo, hello. Uh, my name's Joseph. I'm from Southeast Iowa. All right, and uh, I going? just wanted to go ahead. I just wanted to call, let your viewers know that uh, I'm I'm 15. I just wanted to call, let your viewers know that the younger generation isn't all liberal. <laughs> um, a lot of us uh, homeschooled, especially. I think uh, a lot of people are scared that the next generation is going to be like millennial times two. <laughs> and I don't think that, I don't think that's necessarily true. I know plenty of people my age that are uh, <laughs> very conservative. So no, I just wanted to call, let you guys know that we're not all morons. Um, and for people that are like talking about like conspiracy theories, like Trump's going to come back and bring in the military and stuff like it'd be kind of fun and cool, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, I got to go. Um, but thanks for picking up my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. No problem. All right. Shout, shout out to the mature young man, 15 years old. He said, it's, all, it's almost 30. Yeah. You know, and every time kids call in that are really mature and they know what's going on and they're aware and they're, they're witty and quick on their feet, I feel so good on the inside. It lets me know that there's hope for the future. 
And like, like I was saying earlier, a lot of his his classmates are totally just brainless. Brainless. So it's up to guys like him to just be an example and be a leader, even if he doesn't want to be. You have to be a reluctant leader. You know, I've been in that position, being a reluctant leader. People following behind me. It's like, why y'all following me? It's because you the, you, you the, you the, you the guy. I, I'm not even really trying to be that. But if I have to be, if I'm called to be that, then that's what it is. Just like Trump. It's like Trump could have just been playing golf, chilling in Mar-a-Lago the whole time, building buildings and traveling, sipping champagne, doing whatever he's doing, living the life of a rich guy. But then he decided, you know what? I want to get involved politically. I'm called to be the president. And he did a great job. All right. Had, had a fantastic four years. So if you're called to lead, if you're called to be somebody that can help move the nation, your community or whatever it is forward, then do that. All right. All right. 617, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, ABL? What's happening? Who am I speaking to? This is Johnny, man. Johnny from um, Black Lives Matter. Look, let's, let's, not, let's not start like this, sir. Let's, let's try one more time. Who am I speaking to? This is Ivan, man. You know who I am. All right, man. What's going on? What's going on, man? Hey, you were saying that you were concerned, like, why um, CNN said that they should silence you guys. Not silence you, but say, like, you know, there's a lot of influencers that, you know, they got YouTubers and, and they're, they're Facebook and they're doing all these things. I, I don't think he, they, he said that, they should, that you guys should be silenced. What he was saying is, you guys keep with the border fraud issue, you know, specifically you, but you, throw, you know, when, when you get a call about the border fraud, you, don't, you give them their opinion, and you don't even correct them that there was no border fraud that was found. So, you know, you got Brandon Tatum talking about border fraud. You got Candice always talking about border fraud. You got Anamali talking about border fraud. You got Will Johnson talking about border fraud. You got all these guys. What is the other one? Um, okay, so, all right, I mean, you made your point. Now, the thing is, the thing about that is that these people have been trying to do that long before this whole voter issue came up years ago. This ain't nothing new. You know that, so just not play that game. I'm not playing that game because Trump was doing the same thing. Went to Ohio before the election. They was going to be voter fraud. Look, 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 okay, you made your point about voter fraud. I'm going to go ahead and just cut in right here. The What I just said was... This has been going on as far as them trying to silence us long before the whole voter fraud issue was even the issue. You're talking about 2016, 2017, when they were talking about Russia being the issue, which was not true. Nothing happened. Nothing burger from that. OK, Trump was not involved with the Russians or nothing like that with the voter fraud. All right. That was the issue back then. And they were trying to silence us back then. And they've been trying to get us off of the airwaves since then. The voter issue is something new. So let's talk about the whole issue in its entirety and not just the most recent issue. So you want to you want to talk about you want to talk about the uh, the uh, the, the uh, Trump campaign managers. Let's, let's, let's talk about Russia. It was true. What happened? It was, this, what this happened? was true. Say, say it one more time. The, 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 the Trump campaign leaders leadership was involved with the Russians, was having meeting with the Russians. About about what? Ulta well, uh, what did Michael Flynn uh, met with the, uh, about, was it, the like, okay. ambassador? Yeah, he had a meeting. Like, like, what, what was it about? What, what, was, what was meeting about? There was meeting about removing sanctions from the Russians. You know that the Obama administration imposed sanctions against Russia. And Trump didn't want to remove them. Even after 
the, uh, the, the House and the Senate pass a bill to push sanctions against Russia when the, the Russian interference in the election, Trump didn't want to do it. So, but that's for another time. But you guys have been creating all these problems, and you guys have a lot of influence, and this is problematic. Look at what happened in the Capitol. So you, you talk, you're talking about you're talking about recent issues, but the problem is, like I keep like I keep so you want to keep going back to this whole capital and voter fraud. That's your you, you you're a one horse pony, as your president would say. You're a one horse pony. But the problem is, this has been going on for years. This ain't nothing new. This has been going on since before, when I came a YouTuber in 2015. This is a years old problem that's been happening even before Trump became the president. This has been going on. The stuff from CNN, the constant berating, the constant attacks and insults, people cussing on TV, just you know cussing at us and everybody else just because we're conservative. This has been a consistent pattern of behavior. This ain't nothing new. So if you're going to talk about the most recent thing, you're just not being genuine because it's not even about that. It's about the whole issue of conservatives on social media. Anthony, 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 how long you think, how long you, how long, how long you think Sean Hannity has been around? How long you think uh, Sean Hannity's, uh, Sean Hannity's not on, wait, 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 Sean Hannity, Hannity's not a, a YouTuber or anything like that. Okay, Hannity is on television on Fox News. That's just one place. They're able to isolate it. But what they want to do is attack those that are on independent networks that can, you know, get viewers away from CNN and stuff like that. The Fox News viewer, the average age is like 55. You know, that's the, the facts. And what we're able to do over here on YouTube is to get so the young generation, the kids, and then we can be the alternative voice for them to see a different point of view. Mainstream media does not like that. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I lying? Yeah, that, that, I mean, did I lie about that? Did I lie about the average age of Fox News viewers? But, but did, you, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Answer the question. Did I lie about that? Did I lie about that? Sir, listen to me now. Answer the question. Did I lie about that? The, the, you, you even talk about welfare. Sir, sir, you're talking about welfare. You're going all over the place. Did I lie about the average age of Fox News viewers? Yes or no? But look, but see, check it out. When I'm talking, nobody can hear you and I can't hear you either. And then what happens is when I push this little button right here, right on my keyboard, see, it's a, it's a button right there. I'm going to show it. It's a little mute button. So I can't even hear you either. All right. And when I push the button again to hear you, I hear you still talking. That means you're not listening. So listen right now. If you're not listening, the question was, was I lying about the average age of the Fox News viewer? What are you lying? Was I lying about the average age of okay, the Fox me, News viewer? This. Yes or you, no? You lying about welfare. Welfare. We're talking about, okay, all right. I'm, I'm trying to be a nice guy. I'm in a good mood. I'm trying to be a nice guy, you know, because I am a nice guy. I'm trying to be good. What you can do is answer my question or I'll just hang up and get to the next call. Was I lying about the average age of the Fox News viewer? He's just older, older viewers. Oh, so I was telling like the truth. Four. Okay, so I'm telling, so I, I'm telling the truth. So, what's your, what is your beef? If I told the truth about what I just said, what's the problem? But what you saying, the way that you connecting with your, with your audience, is in based on me little statement. You keep saying that the Democrats they are the champion for welfare. That's not true. More funding for welfare is distributing southern states that are controlled by Republican governors. Number one. Wait, 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 hold on. Let's let's not let's not speak for let's not speak for let's wait a minute because if you're gonna say that, then let's let's be real. Now, 
who is the biggest block of people that are on welfare as a percentage, not by the sheer number, but, but the percentage of people? What's the biggest group aside from the Native American Indian or reservations? The black people. OK, now how do they vote? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. How do they vote? They vote Democrat. Uh, OK, all right. All right. And, and how, how about this? How about this? Where, where do they live? Wait, 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 wait. Uh-uh. Nope, nope. Where, where do they live? Where do they live, sir? Where do they live? All right, I'm going to talk. The biggest block of welfare recipients as far as the percentage is the black community. 90% vote for the Democratic Party, and they live in cities with Democrat leadership. That's a fact. All right, so don't play like that. You want to talk about places like Georgia, which has a, a, a Republican governor, Brian Kemp, right? But let's talk about Atlanta, where it's all blue. That's the reason why it went blue in this election because of Atlanta. All right. And, and anywhere else in the country, it's the same thing. You go to Florida. What a welfare recipient is that? Miami, Tampa, Orlando. Let's just be real, man. Come on. Cut it out. Same thing. Even if California was a red state, which is not. The L.A. and San Fran, the cities, the metro areas. And you got a big gap in the income. The haves and the have nots. San Francisco, the cheapest house, million dollars. But you got people on the street shooting heroin and doodoo on the ground. That's the reality in Democrat places. So don't try to say, oh, it's a Republican problem. Not really. It's a Democrat problem, period. But thank you for the call. All right. So that had to get on my, that had to get off my chest. All right. Hey, you know what? I just like to, I like, I like to just have facts. That's all. I like to have facts. You know, it, it don't don't say that it's a it's a red state problem or nothing like that. It's not even it because I'm tell you about red states. Although there may be less money in the red state than in the blue state, in a red state people have more home ownership. They're more likely to be you know self sufficient and not be so reliant upon the government. If I make thirty thousand in a year, but I own my own property and I know how to hunt fish, I'm straight. Versus being in New York City making that kind of money. Where if I make 30000 in the city, I'm living in a shoebox, basically. Things are different. All right, let's get to some more calls. 860, you're on the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony and Sonia, how are you? I'm doing pretty good about yourself. All right, did I come behind Ivan? You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sure he's in agreement with what those guys in CNN were saying about people watching, um, you know, YouTubers like yourself. Good grief. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's, that's you know, they're, they're all on the same team. Uh, I don't know where to begin because I feel like I've been on the same ride since the night of elect the election, and we were just in limbo, and I guess maybe now we finally have our closure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pretty much. We could just move on. <laughs> now, I know that you streamed the, the inauguration, but I couldn't bear to watch because I have to stay up during the day. And um, I didn't want to get bored to death, so I heard things, and maybe you can confirm that we're associated with it, and I think some of the words that were used were majestic and sacred. Is that right? <laughs> I, I was hearing stuff like that. I heard that one person said that the lights around the Capitol were like Joe Biden's arms embracing the nation. It's like, all right, sir, I need you to go ahead and um, take a nap and come back and try it again because that <laughs> wasn't really it. That, that was not a very good take. Yeah, something about healing wounds and all that again. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, from the clips that I've seen here and there, because I can't watch, but it's unavoidable no matter where you turn anyway, I got the funeral, the funeral vibes, too. And I was wondering why they didn't have somebody twerking, you know, just to keep everybody, you know, entertained. Yeah, a little, little, little bit more upbeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, there was a, something circulating about something that Biden is going to do in the first 100 days or right away or whatever. I think it was Citizens Free Speech. I don't recall the website. It was like a list of 17 things that he's going to do. And the number one thing on the list, of course, has to do with immigration and opening the borders or what have you. Mm-hmm. When I was looking through the list of all the items, you know, I didn't see anything on there that Black Lives Matter would be <laughs> interested in. And they had their own list of demands. I think there were about 10. And guess what their very number one top um, demand was? I don't know if you saw that list. I think it was on Fox. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's reparations. <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, you know, the, the funny thing about that is that they always got brought up during the campaign, during the um, mm-hmm. election cycle. And anytime mm-hmm. it would get brought up, it's like they had a pre-prepared response. They would say, oh, we're going to look into it. We're going to do a study. And when I heard that, I'm like, y'all, you guys are getting played because what that means is we're not going to do anything. Because when it came to the illegal immigration and the Hispanic community, it was, oh, we're going to open the border up on the first day. It was no questions asked. It wasn't no, or oh, we're going to do a study and see what the impacts are going to be. No, we're going to do it on day one. Reparations, oh, we're, we're, we'll see. They, they're getting brushed off. And and Corny Wallace, he said that Biden's speech was the best one he ever heard. That was crazy. I'm like, really the best one ever? I'm, I'm sure. I mean, even if you're a liberal, I'm sure there has been more that are a little bit better than the 78-year-old half-dead man <laughs> that were were good and you know a, a little bit better than his at least basically he's saying that his speech is better than anything obama's done correct correct now that I, that's that's just false i mean i'm no obama fan but one thing obama could mm-hmm. do was read a teleprompter or memorize his speech he was great at that if you put a speech in front of him he can read it like no tomorrow so joe biden cannot touch obama in that category and something I don't understand that was on the list of the um, BLM demands was redistributing the wealth. And what, I, what, I, what I'm confused about it, maybe you can help me out, because they say that they're backed by the corporate elites, right? All these billionaires, you know, the Jack Dorseys and all these people are behind them, and Amazon too. So wouldn't they be part of the, you know, their billions, wouldn't they be the first to be redistributed? Or I don't understand what's in it for them, if that's really the case. Is it, who are they taking the money from to spread it out evenly? They're not part of that? Well, you know, the, the funny part is that they've already got a lot of money from these companies. I think Nike donated, mm. not, uh, Microsoft donated like a billion dollars. A billion dollars, billion would it be to Black Lives Matter, just Microsoft mm. alone. So they've already gotten the money. Mm. Now the question is, where is it going to go? In Black Lives Matter's pocket, in the, in the executives, and also people that run it for office, people like Joe Biden, it'll go to their pocket first. That's the reality. So when they say redistribute the wealth, that's really just kind of a, a, a talking point to try and get some more money and donations to their own pocket. Mm. And then another thing I saw that um, Biden just signed the Paris Agreement. I guess it's going to take effect in 30 days. They're going to go back in there. And one of the things that stood out to me from his quote was that they they wrote the words, keeping the world at a safe temperature. And I thought, (laughs) how is the government of the United States going to keep the world temperature? Safe. It's totally impossible because <laughs> you got other countries around the world that pump whatever mm-hmm. they want to pump into the atmosphere, and we got the same atmosphere, we got the same uh, water, essentially, same planet, 
and and, and the son, yeah. you, you can't control the son. I mean, you're not going to send Joe Biden in the spaceship to go in, turn down the son. And so this is just a silly thing to even say. But to those that don't understand anything, those that are ignorant, it seems like it is feasible when it's not. Oh, my God. Okay, then I'll leave you with this. You know that Melania was a real deal model, and unless you were in conservative um, websites, you wouldn't hear a thing about what she was wearing, not from the mainstream media, nothing like that. But at this inauguration with Dr. Jill, Kamala the Chameleon, and Big Mike, guess what? Fashion was center stage. Uh, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> and, and the funny part was that I saw something I saw something on Twitter, and it said Kamala has a power look, and it was just her regular chuck taylor's and t-shirts i'm like you can get all of this right now from Target or walmart today that's not really high fashion <laughs> <Power> look. <laughs> <laughs> all right anthony have a good have a good show thanks for taking my call i thank you for the call definitely appreciate you ciao bye all right shout out to sonia and yeah the whole thing with kamala harris was wild talking about oh this is a power look really matter of fact i'm gonna show you guys right now that's a good point she made about the fashion because any if it was a uh, big Mike, you would see all of the you know the best outfits uh, right on the front page of every uh, news organization. And hold on, it says. Uh, matter of fact, this is from the New York Post, it's, which is crazy. That's a conservative paper, but anyway, it says Kamala Harris's style is ushering in a new generation of power dressing. All right, and here is some of the fashions. You got. Um, Straight Old Navy, Old Navy, Tarjay, Walmart. You got a pair, just regular jeans, some Chuck Taylor, low tops with no socks, apparently. Um, maybe some pearls, uh, a, a, a T-shirt, blouse type thing. A blue blazer open with no other jewelry. Maybe a cuff link, which is kind of strange for a woman, but I digress. No, that's not, that's, that's, that's buttons, that ain't a cuff link. And then on the other one, you have a mask. With what appears to be a green flight jacket kind of thing, a white T-shirt, some tan Timberland boots, blue jeans, and then, hold on, what's the other one? Can I show that? It ain't going to show. The other one is just like a plaid blazer with some Chuck Taylors that say 2020 on it, and, and that's pretty much it. I'm not I'm not really impressed, not, not in the least bit, but that's, that's you know... Uh, according to the, the media, the, these looks are fantastic. Matter of fact, I am gonna put this in, in focus. Hold on, let me let me do this right quick. If it'll do it, there we go. See that that's the other one right there. Power looks. Now you get Melania Trump wearing some 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 real stuff. She's like an actual real deal model, a for real runway model, and they don't even want to talk about her at all because it's not even really about how you look and what you got on. It's about you know, do you fit the particular political narrative? This is how the art world is, just pretentious and kind of corny, but I'll move on and get to the next call. All right, call the online. We'll speak to 210. Hey, BL, what's going on, man? This is James from Texas. All right, man, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Uh, first, I got to say, uh, man, Ivan, Ivan got to tighten up. He, he calls me <laughs> once a week and he just be talking over you and you be putting him on mute. He keeps talking. But I will say, I will say this, you, you know, you're doing it right because I'm a big fan and I know I'll be calling. I have to call like a hundred times to get through. Right. So <laughs> I know as much as he get on, he a real big fan of yours. He's just undercover. That's right. Uh, but <laughs> 
two questions I have for you. Um, first one is, do you think we're going to hear any more about this uh, Hunter Biden deal or is it going to get swept under the rug? And the second question is, do you think uh, Jill Biden going to let Joe be alone with Kamala? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that I don't think that uh, Joe has any more gas in the tank, if you catch my drift, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, but as far as, um, you know, Hunter, I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap because you got the president. He's a president. Joe Biden's president now. So I don't think that Hunter will have any kind of issues because he'll have the DOJ in his pocket, everybody else in his pocket. I don't think he's going to say anything anymore. They'll probably go ahead and drop it in the FBI because, you know, that that's going to be an issue with your with the son of the president being investigated they'll, they'll let it go if if trump was still in there then you may have a chance but since trump's not there then it's a wrap yeah and then um just a quick question i'm gonna hang up after i ask but in 2024 i, I don't think trump is gonna run again I, and i think he'll have he probably has more power not running again but i think he'll put back somebody but who do you think he would back in the next campaign um i like ron DeSantis a lot I'm a real big fan of Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He's done a great job in Florida. And I, and I almost don't want to take him away from Florida because he's doing such a great job. So yeah. I, I think that he would be the next guy that, um, you know, would, would be in there in 2024. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, ABL. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep watching. You have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to a few more. Two, three, one, six, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, ABL? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Hey, man, I just got uh, two quick questions for you, bro. All righty. All right, BLM Antifa against Biden. What's going on there? What, what's your thought? Well, that's kind of a broad question. I guess what you mean is like, What's their beef and why are they still protesting? And is that is that your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they all you know they were all sorts of against Trump. Now, why in the heck are they going against uh, Biden? I feel like a lot of them are just out there because they want something to do. They're bored. They're kind of just larping, live action role playing, just out there because they feel like they are fighting a, a battle against the government. Because one thing I've seen is like a lot of these signs will say F the police, F the government, F Biden, F Trump. They don't like anybody, so they're going to protest regardless. And they feel like... Anarchy. If, huh? Anarchy. And yeah, anarchy, they, they yes. They want anarchy. Yes, anarchy. And, um, but yep. it's, it's weird because they have conflicting demands. On one hand, they want anarchy, but on the other hand, they want the government to pay for everything. But you can't have both at the same right. time. You can't have no government... But at the same time, omnipotent government that is able to give you whatever you demand. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I've, I'm seeing all this uh, happening. Obviously, you're not going to see it on, uh, uh, what do you call it, and MSN, <laughs> MSN 13 or whatever. Their <laughs> MS 13 DNC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not going to see it on their uh, Netflix or nothing. Um, and also, now, what is that I've been hearing a lot about China surrounding the U.S. There's like 75,000 troops of Chinese troops in Canada. 
I, I don't know anything about that. Anything yeah, about I don't know anything. About, I, I'm not really sure about that. I don't. I don't really know how that goes, or if they're doing training or what's going on. But I'm not. I'm not familiar with the whole situation. Now that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with Beijing uh, Biden here, but uh, no, I just you know, with Antifa and BLM, they just they just up and changed. For me, that is a uh, yeah, that is a cry for help for them. That obviously shows. They have no no clue on life, if you ask me, in, in America. Right. Freedom, if you will. So that's, you know, that's basically my two other, my two questions. And if you don't mind me, as I'm going to try to keep it sweet and short, um, conservative twins, okay, they, I guess there's been a little uh, controversy going on with them using a uh, black rifle coffee what is your thoughts about that I, I don't understand the problem uh i i guess black black rifle coffee was a, a biden supporting thing but that's that's something that i yet to hear from uh oh, i can't remember the guy's name the country dude and he's also a conservative he's one of us but I guess uh, they've been supporting uh, Biden and the left, Black Rifle. But I have no idea. That's just a conspiracy that I heard. Yeah, I don't don't know anything about that. I I have no idea. Okay. Well, ABL, listen, man, I wanted to keep it short and sweet, and I thank you for talking to me. And, hey, keep our heads up. We're going to get through this. Absolutely, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. One love, brother. All righty. Great call. Let's get to the next one here. All right, Sean, line 757. Hey, how you doing? It's Rich. Paul Mary. All righty, man. What's happening? Um, Good. Let me mute the TV. I know the routine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the guy that we were talking, we were joking about Norfolk potholes. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? Um, I haven't had a chance to call you because every time um, I'll be watching your show and doing something, it's the only time I've had. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, um, what's up with that caller that keeps calling you all the time? Uh, he's a he's a big fan of yours. I see. I see. I don't know. You know, people just. Everybody has their own thing they like to do, I suppose. I guess some guys yeah. like to call in and just get get destroyed in an argument or debate. Yeah. You give them a nickname. Call them. Have you got them a nickname yet? Nah, no, no nicknames. You could just, hey, you know. No nickname. <laughs> Mr. Majestic <laughs> is calling. Yeah. Well, hey, I was just, you know, off the subject um, of him. Um, so what's up? We we still talking about this vaccine. Like we were talking last time, I know we were. I was mentioning in whole. I pretty much think it's like mark of the beast. Have you kind of rethought some of that? What I was talking about, or um, I don't really remember, so I've not really looked into it. Oh, okay. Well, what I was talking about was like you know you can't go into a store today without a mask or they'll tell you to leave yeah so how are you going to be able to 
you know, purchase food and support your family and get other things that you need, you know, and essentials. So if you can't, if you don't take this vaccine, how are you going to be able to go out and do those things? I mean, I was listening to that nurse earlier on your broadcast. Um, I mean, they could lie about the numbers of people taking the vaccine if they wanted to and just say it's a real low number just to get everyone vaccinated. I mean, my thing is, how are you going to be able to prove that someone has a vaccine or not? Because what's going to end up happening, because it ain't like the mask where you can see if someone has a mask on or not. What's going to end up happening is yeah. people are going to have these fake cars that say, I got the, you know, I got the vaccine. Just like what was happening back in the day. There was this uh, thing, it was a promotion that KFC was doing where they were handing uh-huh. out free dinners. And what you, had, what, you yeah. had, what you had to do was print the the receipt from the internet. I mean, guys yeah. were duplicating them. We, we, had, we had a printer copier where I was at uh-huh. that could do yeah. a lot of stuff in the high speed, like a 13 by 19 kind of coming to. My man had 100 uh-huh. of those sheets, 100 sheets. And we, we, tore that, we tore that KFC to pieces with all the free dinners. <laughs> so it's like, how oh, are you going to be able to confirm that someone has the vaccine or not? Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it ain't no mark of the beast. I keep talking about it, but yeah, no. I went back and read it, and it said, "Who don't receive the mark, you know, can't buy or sell." So it doesn't say what you said last time. Currency. It doesn't say currency, because in the Bible does say currency about different things. It says what is for Caesar is for Caesar. It says the, a mark. I mean, I don't know if it means mark on your skin, but it says on the forearm or on the head. I don't know if it's identification or what, but a lot of the arrows are pointing this direction, and there's a few people, you know, in churches that kind of think the same thing, but I really hope it's not. But I would think it would be something kind of scannable or something, or you never know. It's, it's starting to turn into, like, Everything weird now, like a sci-fi movie. Every day you wake up, it's different, you know? It's funny. Yeah. But I just care so much about people's safety. It's just unfair what's been going on. I hear you, man. It, there's just some kind of procedure going on. Like, it's it's already pre-planned. I, I just, it's just unfair. But, um... I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask you one little thing, because you were talking about you. Quickly, please. Oh, it's okay. I'll save it for next time. All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right, now. Shout out to the caller. (laughs) But no, that's not, it's not illegal to print out um, a sheet of paper to get a free dinner. But you know what? The thing about KFC, at the body, they stopped that. Because everybody was doing that. Like, if you want to get me for that, and that's years ago. But when that was going on, that, that KFC, I mean, they, they had to shut down. <laughs> we tore into pieces. But let me get to the next call. All righty. Mitch Girl POV. Hey, hi, LB. ABL, how's it going? Everything's good about yourself. Uh, doing good, doing good. I, I just wanted uh, a, just a couple of quick things. Um, first off, some encouragement. We need some encouragement. Um, Leo Terrell just said on Hannity tonight, he said that he's a Trump Republican. 
And I know that many of us are. I have read some of the comments from fellow conservatives and some of our fellow conservatives are feeling down and kind of out. I just want to say that for the moment, we may be down, but we're not out. Trump isn't our current president anymore, but who knows what the future holds. He said that this was only the beginning and that he will will be back in some kind of way, shape or form. I want my American brothers and sisters to remember that we still live in the greatest country on earth and that better days are yet to come. So I wanted to give that quick word of encouragement to help lift our, you know, our spirits, those who may need it. And also AVL, um, last time I called, I asked you, um, where do you think we go from here? And you suggested that we need new leadership. So last week I made a post where, believe it or not, I urged you, AVL, to run for political office one day. (laughs) And, And, you know, you were just saying a little bit ago about how it's about, you know, someone to do that. It's like having a calling on their life. And so I would like to know if you feel called to run for an elected position one day. Uh, I think that that's going to be what ends up happening because I get asked that question every day. That's like something that happens a lot. And I've been in politics around here locally, just like on a local level. And people know me around here. Uh, I know politicians mm-hmm. around here. I got their phone number. I can call them right now. I can ask them for things. Right. I know the police and uh, sheriff and everybody. So I think that might be my next thing to get involved in politics locally and then see where it goes. Yes, yes. Please do ABL. Um, you would be great. You know, you said it was you and others. I have heard say that, you know, it might be time for new leadership or for some fresh, you know, fresh faces, some fresh people in there, fresh perspectives. And I think that you have a wonderful way of, you know, reaching across the aisle. And, you know, it would just be so wonderful to see you start off and then maybe one day you can run for the president one day who knows anything is possible so just to be encouraged and be thinking because sometimes god uses others to help you know kind of give us those ideas so i just want to encourage you to to think and pray on it because that might be your future one day brother yeah, you're right about that I, w- I will do that for sure all right thanks yeah check out my video <laughs> I-, I made an appeal for you <laughs> <laughs> all right you take care Take th- care, Abiel, and thank you for taking my call. God bless. Thank, thank you for calling. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So shout out to Mixed Girl POV. She has a YouTube channel right here on the YouTubes. Go to Mixed Girl POV. Matter of fact, I'll put that link right there in the chat box for you guys to be able to go ahead and get to it. And we can get to some more calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If you want to do Skype, there's an email for that in the description box below. You can be right there in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen talking about whatever's on your mind. All right. And let's do it like that. Boom. There we go. Let's go. Okay. Oh, call you online six two six. Someone speaking to. Yeah, you're speaking to Holland from L.A. All right, man. I finally, <laughs> finally got you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on, man. What's going on? 
Man, so much, man. I listened to some of your callers, but um, uh, shoot. I want to first start with the election. I mean, we all know that it was some funny business and stuff going on. Um, but, I mean, for all the conservatives, I mean, this is just an unfair... Don't, I mean, don't you just feel like it's unfair? I mean, right now, I'm just feeling like what they did and what happened and how it turned out, it just kind of left us just out there. It just kind of left us out there. And for, I mean, it just don't, it just seems strange for, because we all know that Trump is a fighter. And it just seems strange that he just at the end kind of walked away. So what do you think that he has in mind from this point on? Well, I'm not really sure what he can do aside from, like, as far as being in the government, there's no alternative really aside from trying to run again in 2024 for the president. But beyond that, what he can do is he could do a PAC, a super PAC, a political action committee. He can get people involved in politics. He can help others that are trying to get elected in midterms and other off-year elections. He can he could be involved politically still if he wants to, or he could just kind of chill. Um, there's rumors of Ivanka trying to run. That problem's not going to work. Not 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 president, well, but just running for office in Florida or something like that. But that's not really going to well, work out too well. So I think what'll happen is maybe the kids will do some stuff and he can do some stuff politically outside of the government. That's what I think is probably going to happen. So, I mean, after all he had done while he was in there and now this administration is talking about rechanging and changing everything that he had done. I mean, all the work that he did do, like what it's just gone. It's just, just, we just starting over and the next administration just take over and do what they want. I mean, well, I, I say this, though. The thing about it is that even if just to start from just what it is, even if Trump was to get reelected, there's only two terms you can serve. So he could be, you know, done second term and then you got to get somebody else in there and they could lose to the Democrat. It could happen. And then they could do the same thing that Biden is doing right now, or at least they attempt to. But the thing is that Trump got three Supreme Court justices and you can't overturn that. They're in there for life. That's going to be very important. They may, they may try to stack the court, but that's a whole different story. You got to go through a lot of different channels to get that to happen. You know, you change constitution. You got to go through the both party system. So you can't just out. You can't just, you know, undo everything. And you also can't undo the minds of those that have been changed under the administration. Those that have been reached under the administration. Biden did a thing that um, Hillary Clinton wasn't going to be able to do, obviously, which is to get new people involved with politics and interested in politics even some of the young kids they, they wouldn't have been really interested it would have been all company business rather than involving just a common person before trump the, the politics was mostly for like people that really knew what was going on not just for the average person trump made it for the average person more than ever so those things right. you can't you can't really overtake you can't undo the mind of a person yeah because um also, with this, with the big tech, um, they definitely lead a harness on them. Um, because what happened in this this election, the campaign, all the what happened is just preposterous. I mean, it's, it's horrible how big media brainwashed these Americans 
and I would say the black community, I'm I'm 100,000% disappointed in the black community, 1,000%, because they go through this year after year after year after year, knowing what the Democrats do, which is nothing for the black community, and they just follow that over and over again. And to realize that the black community, it wasn't about Biden. They, they don't know, the, the average black person do not know, especially the 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 I would hate to say poor, but they don't know what Biden do is what, and, and all they wanted to do was get Trump out. That was the whole campaign from the left: get Trump out. What are you going to do, Biden? Uh, get Trump. It was just <laughs> get Trump out. That's all they. Would. And for the black community to to follow that, and I mean, of course, they had help from Hollywood and big corporate companies. It's just, it's just, it's just a, a lopsided system. This man, we, I, 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 I'm upset right now because we end, the, we end the first day. So I'm sure as time go on, I will calm down as we go on and really start to face reality. Like, okay, but this man, I, I'm, I'm like, I want to get, I just want to get out of the United States. I mean, this is, this is preposterous that we don't even, a vote. Like, you don't even want to vote no more. Like, I mean. If we, you know, we put our vote out there and they're going to do this, it was plain to see. It was plain to see. And, and another thing, for the Supreme Court not to take this case, not to look at it, that was a slap in an American's face. You got uh, um, then the 80 million Americans and they just turned their back and just slapped them, whatever. I mean, this shit went straight. Straight to the Supreme Court. You know why? Because this is about our democracy. This is about the Americans, and this is a, something that we have a problem. So they saying that you 80 million, million Americans, forget y'all, we don't care. I mean, I just thought that was just a slap in the face. Man, this is it's, 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 it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because we all really know what happened and the, and, and, and the way that it turned out and the way that they just ignored it 100%. It's just, it was, it's just, it's just horrible, man. But I want to say, man, you're doing a good job, man. I like your show. Um, I, I picked you up about, you know, last year, and <laughs> I like, I, I like your style. I really like your style. Well, thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All righty. Good call. I'm gonna get to a few more here. Let's go. 304, you're on line. How much speaker to? How you doing, ABL, brother? Doing all right. Everything was all right, man. How about yourself? Yeah, doing okay. Uh, I just want to get some crap off my chest here. I personally think, uh, you know, Biden being the pres, I personally think Trump wouldn't have been able to be president with a Democrat Senate and a Democrat Congress because they've just been biting at the heels to impeach him. So, personally, Biden, first time I ever get to vote, a vote gets stolen away from me. But Biden's the only one who could have been president with a Democrat Congress, Democrat Senate. Like, the only way he's out of there is 25th Amendment with uh, that. C word Kamala, you know what I mean, brother? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I like Trump's are I personally think Trump's our only hope and our only like he's gotta run in twenty twenty four. 
he's our only hope. He's he's it, you know what I mean? I don't see no one taking his place. Ted Cruz, he's not there yet. How about how about DeSantis like, so, from Florida? Yeah, I per I personally think Trump's gonna pick him as his vice, honestly. Mm-hmm. But just like uh, Bush done back in the 90s, he picked someone too young to be his vice. And that, I believe that hurt him in the end. But Trump's like Trump's going to run again. He's got to because look at his rallies. He ain't going to let 70, 60, 50, some thousand every time he goes to speak go to waste. There's no way they'd come out for pants. There's no way 50, 60, 70,000 would have come out for anybody but Trump. Not even his sons, I don't think. Mm. Trump's our only hope, honestly. He has to run twenty twenty four. Like, I don't plan on voting again for the next four, eight, twelve years. I don't plan on voting again, honestly. I don't know about anybody else. Like, I know might make them count our vote, but I don't like they're always the crookedest, most piece of ass running. Less besides Trump, I'm talking about the Democrat side. They always pick the worst ones to run and vote for. Like, I'm sick of it. I'm just 22, and I'm already sick of it. I feel sorry for me who's 40 or 50. I've been putting up with this BS. You going to vote locally? Yeah, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably vote it locally, but if Trump ain't on the ticket, because I personally ain't going to vote for his son, but I'll vote locally, AG, maybe governor, Fender, if it's you, ABL. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, it's man. It's got to be you. It's got to be you. It's like that caller ahead of me, or whatever she was. She's saying you got to run. You got to run the V because this state needs turned around. Yeah, I know it. We got the big. We got the biggest idiot governor. He gets up there and speak. And I'm just shaking my hand like, how do we? How do we <laughs> vote for this biggest? Like he sounds like an idiot. <laughs> but he's better he's better than Cuomo, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You get right about that one. Anybody be better than Cuomo. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess I'll jump off here, brother. It's a good talking to you. Well, thank you for the call, man. About, Definitely about appreciate it. Uh-huh. That's the seventh time I've uh sixth or seventh time I've called in. I guess you don't remember me, do you? <laughs> no, I know you are. I know I know you I know from anywhere, man, because it sounds like my family back home, West Virginia, man. I know you are for sure. Okay, hey, you got a lot of fans here in the V. I, I know about 20 or 30 people subscribe to you just in this county alone here in Logan. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, that's You excellent. got a lot of fans here. Don't don't ever think this state don't love Definitely, definitely. Okay, brother. Good talking to you. All right, same to you, man. Thank you for your call. <laughs> All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah. Yeah, you said Logan. That's the county in West Virginia called Logan County. Now, I don't know if that's because, you know, if that's after me. Like, if the Logan name is also where my family name comes from, I have no idea. Because we're from West Virginia. Both sides of my family, we, on both sides, we're from West Virginia. So maybe the Logan name is something related to me. I have no idea, though. But I do know about Logan County down in West Virginia. I was born in Kanawha County, and that's where most of my family is. So we got family all over the place. We got family in... Like by Morgantown, obviously, like that Pittsburgh area. Um, we got family, White Sulphur Springs, Canal County, Charleston, basically everywhere. All right. But let me get to the next one. Let's go. Oh, I had one. It went away. Let's go. 770, you're online. I'm speaking to. 
Hello, how are you? I'm doing all right. Can't complain about yourself. Oh, great. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you got my call. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I watch your show all the time. My husband and me and family, we do. And uh, we just want to tell you we appreciate you. Um, it's been very tough. You know, with this whole election thing, it's just been a hot mess. And um, I'm calling from Atlanta. So I was here when everything went down. It was really, really crazy. <laughs> and um, we, I was up watching your show the night of the election, and I was just watching everything happen. I saw the votes go through for uh, Georgia, and then I watched it go through, you know, them stop it and then let Fulton County go through, you know. And, I'm, and um, you know, yeah, you know, and, and all the way down in Riverdale, you know, it all the way down the river. And it was crazy. It was crazy, and I'm like <laughs> – it is so obvious that the election is stolen, you know. But but here's the thing. I guess my question to you would be, um, as an African-American woman myself, you know, I, too, am disappointed in the African-American people, you know. I mean, period. You know, just, you know, the whole thing, they seem to not understand the facade of whenever, once every four years, you know, it becomes a race thing, but then after the Democrats get what they want, then everything just goes back to, you know, normal as if, <laughs> you know, the, the promises are never made, you know, stuff gets, you know, everything gets thrown in the trash, you know, and they just get up there and do their own agenda, you know, and it's just really, really crazy. So I guess is, I guess what I want to say to, to the fellow patrons too, that are listening now, please don't assume that every African American person that you see, you know, is just automatically Democrat. Just don't don't do that. You have fellow patriots out here with you that are hurting with you, that are disappointed about what's going on uh, uh, with the whole election, the inauguration, and you know, just don't go with the mainstream media and what they want you to believe. You know, like you know, yeah, African American people tend to vote Democrat. You know that's true, but we're only thirteen percent. You know, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> I mean, just put it all into perspective, you know, that you actually have fellow patriots that are out here that are more than just African-Americans, such as myself, ADL, you know, we are Americans first, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I, I, I'm really praying that this is a time where we can actually take the chance to actually undo what the Democrats has tried to do. Um, as far as dividing the nation completely in a time for us to possibly pull together, you know, as fellow patriots and, and gain strength off of one another. And, 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 and you know, um, what's helped as far as getting through this difficult time, you know, and, 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 and that everyone would be encouraged and not lose hope because, you know, I have been victim on both sides. You know, I've, I've been, you know, uh, as far as me, I've been abandoned by my family because of my political views. You know, I've been told, you know, I've been called names, drugged through the mud. How could you? Even my faith in God has been drawn to, you know, you know, you're not a Christian if you vote this way, you know. And, and even family members, close people that supposed to love me and care, you know, are no longer there. So I find myself in this life raft by myself besides my husband, you know, and me, you know. But outside of that, you know, so, you know. A lot of us took the L on this one, and, you know, I just don't want everybody to know that we're standing with you, you know what I mean, and that 
you know, you're not alone out there. And, and that somehow together through God, we're going to get through this. So that's what I wanted to say on your show tonight. And ABL, we appreciate you. You know, we appreciate you. And I mean, Donald Trump, he gave his last vein for real. I mean, a lot of people are upset because he walked out and they feel that he abandoned us as a people. But at the same time, you know, you got to understand this man gave a lot to us. He fought hard. They, you know, they, they, they went for his life, you guys. And so, you know, only thing that we can do is try to, as of this point, pick up the mantle, try to live by his example and, 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 and the goodness of, of what he had done for the nation here in the, in the United States and use that to uh, fuel us to be better people and to be better as, you know, American people as a whole, you know, fight like he did, continue to fight, you know, and, and just not give up, you know. That's right. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, ABL, and God bless you, and thank you for all that you do. And look, run in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> if Trump don't, you go ahead. You got it. You know, you've got our vote, and we love you, and God bless you and your family. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. You too. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. Great call. Yeah, everybody keeps saying, I need to run. You got to run. It might be what I have to do eventually. All right, I got time for maybe a couple more calls. Six zero eight, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. Yes, sir. Who am I speaking to? Uh, my name is Joshua. It is a pleasure to speak to you. Oh, likewise, man. What's going on? Well, um, I am a conservative. I am also autistic from Wisconsin, uh, and I'm kind of, I am kind of, kind of have a serious question for you and a not so serious question for you. I'll start uh, with the serious one. Okay. Given the situation that has been going on and from the fact that uh, that Antifa and Black Lives Matter have been taking it down cities with such impunity, do you think that it's possible that with us, with everything so so lopsided as it is and as and with the fact that both sides are basically just ready to go off? Do you think that this could possibly result in civil war? No, I don't think so. I think what had happened is what's happening now. And, you know, some call the civil war is going on right now, but I don't, I don't think it would get anything beyond this. What's going on right now is you have situations where, let's say, um, I don't know, somebody gets shot by police and then there is a riot and or a protest. And really, in my humble opinion, that the end goal of these riots is to raise some money for these people. Or for them to go out there and just vent frustrations for whatever the reason may be. And for them to feel dominant, it's not really about a true means to an end. Then they're actually trying to get anything by their action. Because it never really comes to fruition. All they really get is money at the end of it. So it won't be a civil war in that sense. Although there may be there may be some little conflicts here and there from people just having these little riots and protests. It won't be a civil war as in, you know, you got the military involved and... Both sides got a military and they're fighting and they want, uh, you know, dominance. So that, that's, that's not going to be the case. Okay. Now, what, what was the next question? I mean, I sincerely hope it doesn't ever come to come that the American, that the American military somehow has to fight its own citizens. No, I mean, God no, forbid. no, no. Yeah. And well, as, as for my not so serious question, uh, like given that we're all stuck indoors and that we can't, and that we can't go outside without someone yelling at us to put on a mask or some shit like that. What do you do to, what do you do to relax? 
Oh, well, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I enjoy my truck. I have a big uh, Toyota Trunger. Love it. Love working on it, doing little Ooh. things with it, just taking it, going driving. Um, I like exercising, push-ups, sit-ups. Uh, I got my video games. Um, I like to build stuff with my Is hands. Yeah, I game. Yep, I got a PC. Matter of fact, I build PCs. That's what I also do. So, Ooh, I'm, sweet. Hey, I'm, do you mind if I do you mind if I ask what you play? Um, what I'm playing? I'm playing Call of Duty right now on PC. Yep, I'm oh, pl sweet. playing that, and I built I, I I built PCs. I built my PC. I built my wife's PC. Um, and that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy tech and gadgets and. You know, breaking it apart, putting it together. That's what I really enjoy. Working with my hands, building things. Oh man, oh yeah. man, you and I are not too far apart, even though we're not the same. Even though we're not really the same. The same bringing bring up, like I love building RC planes and stuff, but I'm more of a I'm more of a flying guy. Oh, see, there you go, man. Having a hobby, you know, something you enjoy. That's that's what yeah. can just get you away from all this stuff. So you break away. You're not just constantly in it. You do that. You enjoy it. That's 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 how you do it, man. I mean, I also, I mean, I, I mean, I also go out in the backyard, backyard and swing, yes, and swing my lightsabers around because that's because it, it just gets me to do something physical. But, there you go. But, uh, but, in, but uh, I'm just like, it, it's just, it's getting so much harder to maintain relationships, even on, even on, uh, even on online media. Like the only way, the only way, like I've been able to socialize at all over the last few days is just, this has just been uh, like, like maybe ten minute calls between, has between my brother and uh, my other friends who are like seventy miles away from where I am right now. It's, it, it's just, it, it, it just, it, it really, it, it really, it just puts a strain on the mind, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely can put a strain on the mind. That's why you got to have, you know, ways to kind of not be so, you know, just in it. Just, you know, you, you got to have more. Oh, some people just always just in it, in it, in it. You got to have a little bit more of a well-rounded type of existence, and then it won't be so much of a strain on you because you have other things to do. Well, that's well, that's true. That's true. And yes, and I finally found work as a welder, so that'll hopefully get my mind off of it oh, a bit further. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I want to leave you. I want to leave you with one with one more question before I I log off. Go for it. Yes. Um. Uh. Have you ever heard of the film called The Hamburg Syndrome? No, I've not. Well, it's a 1970s film that was made in Germany. Basically, basically, it's it was uh, brought to light from a YouTube channel called Computing Forever. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's Irish. Yeah, no, I know what he is. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of the things it mentioned was was uh, it 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 brings to it it shows a lot of the uh, measures that are very similar to the COVID measures that are taking place in Europe today, and basically, as basically, it, it it does lean on the on the conspiracy side, but it just it just seems so it just seems like a mirror image of what people in Europe are dealing with when it comes to comes to the COVID restrictions, like mm. I, that, like. I'd recommend you take a look, take a look at one look at that video on on uh, BitChute when you get the chance. But it's it's definitely uh, something we're talking about. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking my call, brother. I will, yes, and I'm a big fan of your channel, and I watch you every day. Thank you so much. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, a great call, excellent call. Yeah, man, got some hobbies. You know, you enjoy welding, doing RC cars, man. Sound fun to me. Sounds fun, you know. I'm and, I, and, don't, and don't get it twisted. I I eat, sleep, breathe politics, but you know I got other things. You know, and somebody said I'm an overland geek. Yes, I'm an overland geek. Don't don't hate. I'm an overland geek, but it's fine. I enjoy it. You know that's what I like to do. I like you know putting things on the truck. I like 
I like doing things with my hands. Anytime I get some kind of furniture I got to put together in the mail, I enjoy it. I like getting my tools and drilling and hammering, doing whatever I got to do to put stuff together. I really, that's fun to me. And then I'm going to get a circular saw sometime soon. Wink, wink. Uh, my wife's going to hear it, but get my circular saw pretty soon. I got my garage. You're going to be building stuff for real. We be going to like at Home Depot, Lowe's, local hardware store. I'm in there. Let's let's do it. And I, I took shop class when I was in high school. So I learned a little bit about doing that from there. And when I was, oh, was I probably about 12 or 13? I had an after school program where I put together an ultralight plane. And we, we flew in one after we got done, but it wasn't when we put together. We flew in one. And if you've never seen the ultralight plane, it's like a two-seater airplane. It's crazy. And it's, it's with ultralight. But, yeah, I enjoy doing stuff like that to break away from the politics stuff. You, you got to have that because if you don't, then it's going to be an issue. All right. So that's a wrap for me on the call. Thank you all for being here. It's 11 o'clock already. My show is from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time, Monday and Saturday. The first hour or so, I just talk about whatever's going on and read Super Chats. And then I do the calls for the next two hours. And then I read last Super Chats. Harbor Freight, nah, you don't want Har Harbor Break. You don't want them tools, Harbor Freight. <laughs> Harbor Freights, so I don't know about those. If, if you can get Milwaukee and uh, whatnot from Harbor Freight, then yeah. But if not, then avoid it. But anyway, I got super chats to read and then I'm out. Did I build those flags? No, I didn't. That's a very good question, Jay. I did not build these flags. A friend of mine did build these flags. And the link for that is in the description box below. BHE Designs. Matter of fact, I'll put the link right there. That was an excellent question. Right on time, too. And it was a perfect timing, and the subway was beautiful. Okay? So, if you want one of these flags, my friend makes these by hand in a U.S. of A. American-made, all-American, all no Chinese. And it's hard. It's almost impossible to get non-Asian stuff nowadays. We're talking about things to purchase. But these are all made right here in the U.S.A. All right? <clears throat> So that's it right there. And use that link that I posted because it's, you know, it helps me out. It's an affiliate link. All right. And, um, but yeah, I like building stuff, working on my hands. I like my truck. It's, it's, it's great. My hat, oh, my hat, that's available in the description box on my website. If you go to ABO merch and I'm, I'm revamping this website soon. I'm doing, I'm doing a different provider. Um, so I can have more control over it, but go to ablmerch.com right now. You'll be able to find whatever you need. All right. Miter sauce, routers, sanders, oh my. Yeah, I'm going to need all of that. I need all of it. Okay. So, yes, Milwaukee Electric Impact Tool is, yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Doris Loves America says, I have one of ABL's flags and they are very high quality and I love mine. Order one. You won't be sorry. There you go. Straight from the source. Straight from people that get it. Alrighty. But thank y'all again for being here. I got super chats to read and then wrap it on up, put the bone on the top. And let's get super chats right quick. Let me see. Where was I at before? Oh, and somebody said they were in Kanawha County. Thank you um, to Mallard the Duck who says, God bless you, ABL. God bless you as well. I grew up in Parkersburg. I know my Parkersburg. Shout out to you. Lived in Canal County for a while. I lived in Winfield and Canova for a while. Love you, ABL. 
Hey, thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, West Virginia, I love it. It's just the only issue with West Virginia is that it's like it's hard to get employment. But it's a beautiful place. I love it. Absolutely. You know, I, I really do. And I'm going to go back there as soon as I can. I ain't been in a while, but I am going to go back. I used to go there. I used to stay there every summer when I was a kid because I, I was born there in West Virginia. And my dad got transferred. Well, he took a job in Norfolk or in that area when I was like a, a baby. So he came to Norfolk in that general area, moved around in a, in a trailer. <laughs> from we took, we took the trailer from West Virginia down to Norfolk, lived there for a while in the trailer park, and moved around that, that general area. But I will always go back to West Virginia and also Roanoke, Virginia during the summer. I would say half the summer in Roanoke, half the summer in West Virginia. So And I did that up until I got to be in high school. So I'm from everywhere. I've been all over the place. Uh, shout out to JVS H Town with the thumbs up emoji. Shout out to, let me see, James5346 who says, y'all go to Antifa.com lately. It now links to WhiteHouse.gov. Antifa was a liberal government cover up the whole time. Well, you know how that goes. Whoever owns Antifa.com can point it whatever they want it to point to. So that's not necessarily evidence, but, you know, it's kind of, it's just kind of how that goes. All right. Let me see. Shout out to Charles Hunter Jr. who says, remember this, politics is downstream from culture. We must engage the culture more and stop societal institutions from being overran by leftists. Don't be afraid to also go on the offense more. Thank you to Mike from Queens who says, Vegas odds of when Kamala becomes president. <laughs> I don't know the, the odds, but I say uh, I, between six months and a year, she'll, she'll be in there. That's my opinion. Shout out to... Uh, Hard, who says half the country knows they are now officially disenfranchised. Do you think there's a point in voting anymore? I, I'm, I wouldn't go to that extreme. I think half the country is kind of disappointed, but I think you can still vote and have confidence in the in the voting process. Thank you to Todd, who says thank you for your work, ABL. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you to Slamming Brandon, who says ABL. Have you ever thought about anarcho capitalism, libertarian, conservative party is dead? Um, I think libertarians are no different than liberals at the end of the day like and i don't mean just regular people i'm talking about in practice because really it just boils down to um yay or nay so either you with a particular either you with a particular thing or you're against it and the the anarcho-capitalists and libertarians they just kind of ride the fence and they end up just caucusing with democrats anyway just like bernie sanders you know or you are with the republicans like Rand paul Although Bernie's just an independent, he's kind of like in that in that sphere of non-party affiliated, but he just ends up becoming a Democrat or Republican. So it's like, shout out to Sid Bro who says, was I the only one that noticed the lack of social distancing and handshaking done by the elites during the inauguration? You're not the only one that saw that. I saw that too. There was no social distancing. They're handshaking and hugging and high-fiving. And I saw Obama with a mask on, go, go like this with his mask so he can be heard. It's like, if you're just taking your mask kind of off but still got it on your face, it's like, all right, look, if I got a mask like right here, right, it's right on my it's right on my face, and then I, I take it away from my face, do I have it on? No, I don't. So it's like if they're not going to do the distance thing, if they're going to be handshaking, if they're going to be 100 deep in the small area, then I can too. How about that? If they're not afraid, why should I be afraid? But I move on. And they were doing that before the so-called vaccine came out, but I'll move on again. Shout out to lovely 
I, I know I'm tearing your name up, and I'm sorry. Lovely verse, lovely verse, verse, verse. I, I tore it up. I'm sorry. Who says, what's up, APL? I'm from Friato, sadly. 15 minimum wage doesn't help. Nobody's hiring. Getting a job is like winning a $1,000 off a scratch ticket. <laughs> Thank you for that. Shout out to Alfonso Sanchez, who says, get him ABL, talking about your boy Ivan. Thank you to Timothy, who says, China loves Joe because he is so weak. Wolfgang Dio says, man, I already messaged Biden through White House web contact form. Hope Trump pardoned him. Election, Robinette. Left celebrating me, pain, dentist closed. Shout out to Mike versus everyone who says, ABL, we need you in politics, my man. I called in last week and now excited to get through. I forgot to shout out my new channel on the YouTubes. Uh, all right. So shout out to Mike versus everyone. Is that your channel right there, boss? Let me see if I can find it right now on the YouTubes. And I'll put it in the chat if I can find it there. And thank y'all again for being here. If you enjoyed the content, if you enjoyed the show tonight, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. I'd appreciate it if you did. And here is Mike versus everyone. I like your little your top hitter right there. You put some time into it. That's nice. All right. So Mike versus everyone. And I put the link right there in the chat. Thank you to Deborah, who says, President Trump never conceded to Biden and Harris. He said, new administration, sometimes we have to read between the lines. Got to have him please help us. But he did say that, you know, he's moving on and maybe you'll see him again in the future. So he, don't, he, don't have to, he doesn't have to concede specifically to be done with the administration. And he left the White House and Biden's there now. So he wouldn't have left if he was not going to concede, in my humble opinion. Shout out to Susan D who says, I agree, ABO should go into politics. You would be an awesome leader. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I like the cross emoji as well. Shout out to Bobby who says, here's a fiver for your first campaign donation. Thank you for all the work you do, all the great work you do. You would be a great leader for the GOP one day. I appreciate you, boss. David says, ABO, what do you think about former Governor Rick Snyder being charged in the Flint water crisis on the same day Donald Trump got impeached again? I think it's politically motivated. I don't think it was his fault, really. I think it was just a mistake. I don't know how you could be charged criminally for something like that. I don't really know how that really works. Um, and I don't think it was really his fault either. I think that was the city managers that did that, that, choose to, that chose to use the, the river for the water. I mean, it's, it's up to them to properly uh, treat the water so it does not... Because what happened was when... Okay, let me, let me back up a little bit. And Flint, what happened was they were buying water from Detroit and they were using that for the city's water. Then that became expensive. So what was happening, they were going to get a pipeline from the lake. And in the meantime, rather than keep buying water from Detroit, they switched to the Flint River. But the problem is that the Flint River was heavily contaminated with heavy metals. And rather than treating the water, they just pumped it up straight. And since there was so much heavy metal, the metal got into the pipes and corroded them, which made the water non-potable. And people were drinking that and bathing with it and everything else. And it caused all kind of legionnaires disease and all kind of other issues. People die as a result. But that was a city manager fault. And it was an attempt to save money. You know, I don't think it's Rick Snyder's fault that the water didn't get treated in Flint. I'm not really sure how that really works, but I'll move on. And I think he was a Republican, too. So they, they want to blame him rather than the Democrat city governor, the city, the Democrat city council and the management of the city. Um, 
Wolfgang Dio says, pretty sure that a Senate confirmed cabinet member is in the line of succession for the president. Could have the first trans pres if things went really bad. <laughs> um, nah, it wouldn't be. You're talking about way down the line, but that's possible. Uh, shout out to Jay who says, let's just split the country into two to three pieces and negotiate the territories. No need to live in misery with constant 51% majorities. Well, I mean, the issue is that what pieces would they be? Because in each piece, you're going to have places like Los Angeles, San Francisco, Friato, Chicago, New York, Atlanta, even. I mean, you got to get around these cities. So you're going to have the same problems, but just in the smaller country, if that makes any sense. And shout out to Mitch Girl POV, who says, if they come out, call and shout out and put a shout out to my channel. Don't forget to think and pray on it about running for office. God will let you know if you have that calling. We got your pet ABL blessings. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Most certainly appreciate you. But that's all I got for tonight. Shout out to the mods. You guys know who you are. You guys are fantastic. Keep all them trolls in check and trolls in line. And I'll be back again Saturday live. And that's all I got for now. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.